Buckle up everyone and welcome to Carpool Rugby League, a show where three rugby league tragics talk everything rugby league on your way to or from work. I'm Graham. I'm Shano. And I'm the chameleon. Welcome aboard and, and I'm so show. excited. I feel like the Pointer Sisters. <laughs> That's what I feel like. Welcome aboard and on with the show. <laughs> Yes, it's Wednesday, and you know what that means. It's another episode of Carpool Rugby League. Sorry, I'm still getting over our special guest there, the Pointer Sisters. We got Shano, we got Griffo. Graham's and here. And I just can't hide it. No, no, no. Griffo I'm is... about to lose control, and I think I like it. Woo! Well, he is the chameleon. Tonight, he's the singing chameleon. He's changing his colours there. He's He's got the Panthers beanie on. Uh, the Panthers are in great form. Origin is approaching us, and um, look, we're back on deck after a couple of weeks um, off the airways. Yeah. Let the it's, listeners know, Graham. Let the listeners been know. Fantastic. Well, we've had a yeah, we've had a bit of news in the Carpool Rugby League uh, Carpool Lane. Um, yeah, uh, two weeks ago, uh, my first son was born, so I'm now officially a father. So we have another rugby league tragic uh, in the world and within the Carpool Rugby League universe. And also, Shane, now we're sending our best wishes to you. You're actually uh, out for a week <laughs> with the 19. Lot, lot, lot better now. Mm. Lot better now. So there's been plenty going on. Yeah, there's been plenty going on, and unfortunately, it's uh, it's meant it's been a bit difficult to... To get the podcast happening the last two weeks, so we are here though. We are, and thank you to all the fans that were actually wondering where we were. We had a few fans reach out to us. Um, a few fans actually that first week wondering uh, the chameleon's thoughts on uh, on Penrith losing. Um, I, I know we're rewinding back a little bit now, Griffo, but given that uh, the train's back on the tracks, I suppose for for Penrith, um, that game against Parramatta seems seems like a lifetime ago and. Probably not as significant as people may have thought it was at the time. I've frozen it. Yeah. At the time, two concerns, to be honest. Um, normally, uh, I'm, I'm not too good after a loss, but um, I was, you know, I was pretty calm about it. Went down by two points to a team that were better than them on the night. And I said to my mates who were with me at the game, I said, we beat Melbourne next week. All's forgotten. We won't even remember this game. Mm. And, and as as uh, as we now know, um, they really gave it to Melbourne, and then uh, they followed that up with a massive win against the Roosters. So, uh, train definitely not off track for the Panthers. They're still well and truly on track currently. Yeah. Yep. So there's a lot of news there. So, you know, since we've been uh, on the airways, I suppose you'd say the. Um, the Panthers did lose that game, so everyone in the NRL has now uh, had a defeat. Uh, obviously, there are some teams with more defeats than others, which we'll go through in the in the latter in a moment. But just to keep you up to date with what happened last week, uh, Thursday night, the first game we saw in Newcastle was the Broncos defeating the Knights 36 points to 12. Uh, the West Tigers 36-22 over the Bulldogs at Leichhardt on Friday. Uh, the Parramatta Eels left it late, and some would say they were very lucky to get the chocolates on Friday night against Manly, 22 points to 20. 
the Dragons, 24 points to 18 over the Warriors. The North Queensland Cowboys, uh, they just keep winning. They're, they're, they're playing really good football, and um, I think we might have to somehow erase that bit of audio where, where we had it for the wooden spoon, but uh, definitely not getting the spoon. They're top four contenders at the moment. 36-6, um, to six, they defeated the Storm on the weekend. As Griffo said at the SCG on Saturday, the Panthers defeated the Roosters 32 points to 12. Uh, the score on Sunday out at Dubbo was also 32 points to 12 uh, in favour of the Raiders over the Rabbitohs uh, and the Sharks on Sunday, 25-18 uh, over the Titans. I think the um, there's a couple of talking points out of that one. Uh, Shano, that weekend of footy, I just want to get your thoughts on the Cowboys. It's been a couple of weeks since we've um, had a chance to comment on the Cowboys. And since we've been um, away, they've had the wins, obviously, last week against the the Storm. Um, they beat the Tigers the week before, but mm. they've had some really strong wins. They're, they're scoring a lot of points. Um, it's actually playing. interesting. They're In their last... Well. Last six games scored over thirty points in each. They're playing well. They're they're they're, they're high on confidence. Their defense is they're backing it with defense. Their attack, um, their attack has a, a, an outstanding lease of life. I, yeah, I I can't you can't fault that side at the moment. They're they're doing everything right. They're um, interestingly, you know, it was amazing. I, I think we said it maybe in our last podcast and we spoke about the uh, Cowboys. You know, a lot was made last year of the toxicity up there, and that maybe, <clears throat> maybe Todd Payton had to deal with with that last year, and and couldn't really get on with the job of coaching the side. It seems like he's well and truly dealt with that, and he's he's definitely gotten on with coaching the team, and um, it's 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 a it's 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 a polar opposite side to what we saw last year take the mm-hmm. field and um, players. Are playing with confidence, and when players play with confidence, um, the 50 50 things tend to stick. And, and you know, like it's not just them orchestrating tries, uh, through well thought out plays. You know, when they when they kick high, everyone's running through the catch it, and, and it's almost like any player on the field, one to 13, can take the ball and waltz over. So it's they're they're playing with. They're playing with such enthusiasm. Um, I, I've got to be honest, I, I love watching them at the moment. They're, they're, they're being very, very good to watch as well. So it's not as if they're playing rubbish and scraping through. They're playing, they're, they're delivering some very good football. Ford's making metres, um, back line doing what it needs to do. Um, drink water, I think, been outstanding at times. Um, with Holmes, you know, the play, I suppose the play is where we thought, oh, you know, we're not too sure if they're going to go right, but they're doing fantastic work. And um, Tom Alomo's not jamming his hand in any door this year. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, Look, he's, out, he's out. So, but um, yeah. He might be jamming it under the trophy at the end of the year if they keep going this te- way. <laughs> I'll t- tell you what, when when you saw Todd Payton at the, at the, at the Warriors and you saw how they were as a team, um, he's obviously got a very, very good football brain, but he's also, it, it's now becoming very evident 
through what he did at the Warriors and now how he's turned the Cowboys around, he's an exceptional people manager. That's yeah. They're they're the coaches that you know you have to you've got to bottle that stuff and and he right now he's creating a um he's creating a season which could turn into as however long he wants. Mm-hmm. So I, I I definitely you know like they've excelled beyond. Yeah. And, and it looks as though they're, they're shaping up for a historic season. And I know this week, um, Griffo, you, you'll probably be doing a little bit more, um, I suppose, combing over the form guide with the Cowboys because they do have that massive clash that we'll talk about later with the Panthers. But one thing I want to get your thoughts on, um, th- this, this was me too. I think it might have even been a discussion between both of us about Chad Ten- Townsend at the start of the year. And um, I think, Shana, you probably even remember this as well. We were really critical of the Cowboys, you know, and, and really we've been critical along the way of uh, some of the um, offers that Townsend has been given. And we said, look, good luck, good luck to Chad. We questioned whether he was worth it. When you look at where the Cowboys are at now, we have, I think we've got to relook at that, Griffo, because I think he's been instrumental and um, mm. it, it's worked out for the Cowboys. I've got a question for Shane or just on this. Shane, yeah. you, you're, you're very good with the cooking and whatnot. Yes. Um, when you eat humble pie, are you meant to eat it first or are you meant to yeah. eat it gold? As any pie, I think it's always more palatable, slightly warm. Slightly no, warm. It's true, and then true, the cold, yeah. then the, yeah, the yeah. other half cold when you get home from the pub. Yes, yeah, right. No, it's <laughs> um, but but in, yeah. in saying that, there was. There was it, <laughs> What 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 form gauge did you have that he was going to do this? But that's your that's your point, and you know, uh, obviously, you know, to to expand on that, Griffo, I think to what Shane was saying there, um, Todd Payton has brought the best out of these players because we we're also critical of the fact that their players weren't performing and they didn't sign any new players, and that's what we were concerned about. But he's brought the best out in them. Look, um, hats off. I got a lot of hats. Um, I'm taking about, you know, 50% of the hats off. I've got a lot of hats to take off. So I've uh, probably got enough hats to take off to each and every one of the, the Cowboys players. Um, obviously, uh, as Shano said, um, Peyton, Peyton is, is doing great things and congratulations to him. I had these guys penciled, not penciled in, I actually penned them in for the wooden spoon. Mm. Um, they're, they're really playing well. Um the situation is you've got pretty much every player just about playing to the best of their ability. And um, yeah, they're going really well. It's going to be a big test for the Panthers this week on Townsend. Townsend's playing really well. While I was like that word that Fonzie tried to say, (laughs) um, I was wrong. Um, I still think they paid too much for him. Uh, yeah. If, if as reported, it was eight hundred. I've got no doubt they could have got him for less than that from where he was at at the time. Um, but you know, congratulations to them. Halfway through the season, almost, and we'll uh, I think we're due to give our uh, our half yearly reports possibly next week after round twelve. Um, they're they're doing great things and. Uh, it's good for rugby league. You know, you got packed uh, Queensland Country Bank Stadium or whatever it's called up there now. Um, 
and uh, yeah, they're doing great things and uh, shapes up as a as a great game. It's a big winner for Fox and KO. The fact that this is the six pm game on Friday mm-hmm. night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good point. And you look at this. This is really. Um, it's a top four clash. You got obviously the Panthers coming in first, but just to go back to the Cowboys, there they're sitting in third at the moment. They're equal points uh, with eight wins with the Storm. The only thing keeping them in third is for and against, and that's not much either. I think their points differential is only about thirteen worse off than the Storm. Uh, so when you look at you know where they're at, they've they deserve to be there, and they're they're well and truly in the thick of this um this competition race. So Cowboys definitely want to keep an eye out for. Obviously, we've got the Sharks there, they're still chipping away. They're in fourth. The other team I want to talk about, and um, I know this is ironic considering we go talk New South Wales State of Origin a bit later, fellas. I'm going to talk about the other Queensland team, the Brisbane Broncos, because the big talking point for me um, with the Brisbane Broncos is I know that, um, you know, we've talked a lot about Adam Reynolds and the impact of Adam Reynolds, but um, they're, they're scoring a lot of points. And one thing we didn't get a chance to talk about last week was that really dominant performance over Manly. Uh, they backed it up with another win last week over the Newcastle Knights, which we, ex- you know, we all would have expected them to win. Um, when you look at them going forward and their, their draw, they've got the Titans this week. I'm actually starting to really like the Broncos as um, as a top eight team. I actually think they're one of the, the, the teams that will hold on to their spot. And as we've seen, Shano, even with um, Adam Reynolds injured, uh, the Broncos are still still playing like a, a great yeah. team. Yeah, they're, they're, they're doing some good things. I think um, Farnworth, I think, I think, what, I think what's, what's been good is there's certain players within the Broncos who you thought probably have overachieved. And what that's actually done is it's put a rocket under their counterpart. Like at the start of your Farnsworth was out playing Katoni Staggs. Then all of a sudden, I think someone probably got in Katoni Staggs here and went, Hey, um, you know, you know, he's playing I, for an origin spot now too. Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden playing for origin spots. Oats, you know, there, there's players who I think in the last couple of years has, have floundered, maybe the right word. They've just they've just lost their mojo. They just haven't looked interested. It's it's funny. I read a really interesting article out of Queensland uh, just recently, and they're sort of saying, you know, Kevy's job safe, blah blah blah. And and in the article, I wish I can remember where I read it. it I don't. It might be one of their newspapers. I can't remember. And it sort of just said, Kevy owes Adam Reynolds, um, you know, like there's, there's not a, there's not a, there's not a case of beer or, a, or, or, or a monetary value you can put on Adam Reynolds because a lot of people close to the Broncos are saying this turnaround is because Adam Reynolds has come up and he's acted like the captain they needed. He's the guy, he's taken pressure off the coaching staff. He's the guy that's there till late at night with the back line, with the forward pack, he's directing from the front. He's he's leading video sessions. He's he's doing everything that that the top notch captain should do in a side. And and they're saying that what what's actually happened is is that 
a bit like maybe what's happening at the Cowboys is that Adam Reynolds is this people manager, this person that can, um, who is the glue effectively that combine them together. And when you look at what's happening at South, I know Griffo said Penrith um, fell off the rails there a little bit. South Sydney are the Pasha Bolker at the moment. Like, oh, <laughs> they, are, they are, they've run aground. They are buggered and they look, mm. lost. they look lost. And when I look at, when I look at, um, when I look at, at Brisbane and then when I hear that kind of stuff coming out of, are coming out of Brisbane media who are saying that Adam Reynolds is the guy who should be credited with this. He has done what the coach needed to do. He's helped the coach. He's, he's helped, he's, he's helped the team. He's now the glue that binds them together. He doesn't have to be on the field. He's just got to be there. And all of a sudden you're thinking, well, you know, like you just look at it and go, that's the kind of guy. Like I, I remember and, and Griffo, Griffo would be able to chime in here. I remember there's there's a few players that do this for clubs. Just their presence is enough. And he, it reminds me of Greg Alexander was to Penrith in that mid to late night, mid to late eighties, um, early nineties. You know, Greg Alexander it, it was just like the glue that seemed to bind everything together, and. He didn't need to play. He just had to be there. It was almost like his presence did something for the club. Royce was probably the same. They had a few people like that, which which is why they were successful back then in that period. And for me, when I look at Brisbane, it just makes players look feel bigger and better. And there's players at Brisbane that you probably think, wow, you know, I didn't know they could play like that. And it's because someone's given them the belief and you look at the club he's come from, there's just no belief there at the moment. They're in absolute disbelief of their situation. So I think, you know, I'm, I'm not saying this because Adam Reynolds is an, an ex-South player. I'm giving him every bit of kudos that he deserves and, 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 and he should get because it seems to be no matter who you talk to or no matter who from Brisbane puts out something on, on the club, it really is full of praise for a guy who has been able to shift the culture of that club in such a positive way. And, you know, they've got players like Katoni Staggs playing for Origin Spot. They've got a Ford pack that, that's doing everything right. They've become a disciplined rugby league side. Um, you know, I, I, I think that I think they've just turned everything around. They probably will make the eight when you look at who they're playing um, because there's certain teams that I think that are on the slide out and all they've got to do from here on in is win more than they lose and, and they're in. So they're at, at the moment, they've, they've, got, they've, had, they've exceeded expectations and they're having a very successful year doing it. And I think um, I, read a, I read a goal-kicking stat um, where Katoni Staggs, I think, had, I know he's only kicked a handful, but, um, you know, he's, he's got also... the best percentage, I think, Percentage, in the yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, with Adam Reynolds, it, it's just it's, it's, it's just like everything comes together when you've got that kind of, um, you know, when you've got that kind of people around you. Yeah, and you know what the interesting thing is, and, I, <clears throat> and obviously we haven't mentioned this yet, and I might be stealing a, a tidbit or a talking point later on, but just to briefly touch on it, you mentioned how... 
Um, some clubs are hoping that a player's presence is enough, and even if they're not on the field, that's exactly the way Manly has described uh, their role for um, Tom Trebojevic for the rest of the year. Uh, they've almost um, said that he's, he's going to be an advisor to the coaching staff, um, because as we know, he's not going to be on the field for the rest of the year, Griffo. Massive blow to Manly, massive blow to the Blues, which we'll talk a bit about later. But given the fact that Manly are in that scrap now to try and get into the top eight, they're sitting on a minus 44 and against, they've conceded some big scores recently. Um, I'd have to say the odds are against them now to make the eight. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, they have shown that they can win without him. They, they won a few early in the year when he wasn't there. But there's a lot of inconsistencies in their game. And um, I, th- I think they're going to... Uh, the emergence of teams like the Cowboys, the Broncos and the Sharks. And while we did sort of expect the Sharks will be up there this year, we did not expect that the Cowboys and Broncos were going to be in the top eight. And uh, and you'd have to think at the moment, both those sides are going to find themselves somewhere in the eight. So it means teams from last year, some of them are going to drop out. And um, well, uh, obviously the Titans, they're going to drop out. Obviously the Knights, they're going to drop out. Um, I, I just, I think... One of Manly's problems is they haven't got a lot of wins in the bank. Um, they got the same as the Raiders and the Rabbitohs. But I just think it's going to be tough for them from now on. They can make it. I'm not writing them off completely because they've still got a lot of talent there. Um, but they're going to have to find different ways to win now. Uh they can do it, but I don't think they will, um, is my prediction at round 11. <clears throat> yeah, and looking, I was going to say, looking at the ladder, there's a there's a fair scrap now for that eighth place. Um, Shano briefly touched on it. Um, I feel like it would be, a, it'd be a, you know, a three-hour rant if we started discussing the issues with the Rabbitohs, but they've been poor. Um, they've actually lost more games than they've won. Um you know, the Roosters just hanging in there towards the bottom of the eight. So there's some big teams that we are used to having well in the top eight. Seagulls, as we said, out of the eight, a team that we predicted to be in the top four, which has really made way for some of these teams, like we said, like the Cowboys and Broncos to come into the eight. So to give you a, a very quick rundown of uh, how things are looking on the ladder, as I said earlier, the Panthers on 20 are in position one. The Storm in position two on 16. Uh, the Cowboys in position three are also on 16. Uh, the Sharks are in fourth, Broncos in fifth, Eels in sixth. They're all on 14. Roosters are on 12. South Sydney are in the top eight on four and against only on 10 points. The other teams on 10 points are the Raiders, Seagulls, and Dragons. Uh, that takes us down to the Warriors, who are on eight points in 12th position. On six points, we have the Titans, Tigers, and Knights. And on four points at the bottom, we have the Canterbury Bulldogs. So, as I said, there's some... Um, some, there's, oh, look, there's definitely top eight spots up for grabs as the season goes on. Plenty to play for. Um, as I said, that, that eighth through to 11th at the moment is really congested. The Roosters also just hanging on above them. Um, and with the Eels, we know they were, as I said, uh, just scraped home the other day. 
Um, there's, there's plenty going on and a lot could change. And we, we know just in general that there's always plenty going on in rugby league. And uh, the best way to find, about what, find out about what's going on in rugby league is to see what Shano's got for Shano's tidbits. Yes, well, uh, thank you, everyone. Uh, just start with uh, Matt Lodge. I didn't think we'd start there. Um, but look, um, Warriors fans are fuming over the fact that uh, the Warriors have gone into hiding. It seems like a golden handshake of about $700,000 uh, has been given to Matt Lodge, um, a guy who walked out um, just recently. Um, why does this have Warriors fuming? It appears like it's going to be on their salary cap for this year and next. So, so that is a massive hole. Mm in the Warriors salary cap in, in a team that's um, they're struggling in every sense of the word. So um, the ramifications of this could be severe. Um, just I've, I've done a bit of uh, digging around just to see what exactly that means. It actually looks like it's going to take the place of a player. So if all this is true, it actually appears like they're actually going to have be a player short next year. Um, they're playing like they're a player short now at the moment. Um, but um, it really does look like they could be in all sorts. They, they're at the point now where um, with their salary cap and everything, um, you know, there's actually questions over whether they can feel to get to the, the 30, they actually can't, fit even someone on minimum wage, which I think now is around 130K. Is that right? I can't remember the minimum wage. Sure. Was that? I don't know. Sorry. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's about 130. So um, it's it actually means <clears throat> that they actually could well be a player short. Um, that's for a professional rugby league club. That's, yeah, that's, 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 yeah, that's seven hundred thousand dollars. That's the equivalent that, of having one of your superstar players out for the year. That you that is mean? that is that's and and the and problem you, is, the problem is you can ask for special um, dispensation <clears throat> to 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 bring up a development player. They can't do that here. They actually can't. There's no clause or anything that's going to help these guys. So. If if the Warriors can't think of something fairly creative, they're in trouble in that regard. I don't understand. I don't understand. They've let him go, released him. I don't know. I think he might have asked for. Really. I don't know what mm. the situation mm. is, but he hasn't signed with anyone. Yeah. So and they, as fate would have it, Fenua Blake goes down over the weekend. Um, yeah. Extended. I don't know if he's out for the season, but he's out for a long time. They've suddenly lost their two premium front rowers. If he hasn't signed with anyone, why don't they just get him back? Say, okay, um, you yeah. have to come and play. Like we're paying you, so you can actually uh, you can you, you know go next year. But we need you now. We, I, I just don't understand it. Yeah, it's 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 very very strange. Look, I suppose sources close to 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 the, to Matt Lodge um, indicate indicate that he's he, he might be have it might found a home at Manly, but 
find Manly. I don't know whether I want to whether I want to go there. I I don't know. So look, um, could be very interesting at this point in time. It's yeah, yeah. Wade uh, Wade Graham could be um, could be speaking French sooner than we think. Well, he does. He's actually learning French. Um, His he, wife's a French speaking Canadian. I there think. you go. Well, he yeah. he's uh, he looks like he has revealed that he is um, very keen to join the Catalans Dragons. Um, he's off contract after this year. Um, he has he has spoken to the Sharks about another season. Um, he's also put out there his desire to um, play in France. He's representing himself these days. So um, really, um, I think the, the situation is if the Sharks offer him one more year, he might stay at at the Sharks and then go to Catalans. But either way, it looks like that um, if he doesn't get an offer from the Sharks, he could be on the move over to over to um, over to France, which which is which would be very interesting indeed. Hasler, Desi Hasler, did you see Desi's blow up after the game? I thought he was reasonably subdued. So did I. I, I thought what he said was actually fairly okay, but um, anyway, it, it appears like he's um, it appears like what he said uh about the referees uh could could land him in some hot water. It. it you know, it's, it's it's very interesting that I thought I thought I thought he had a point, but anyway, that's just me. Um, look, it to watch this space. Interestingly, um, interestingly that um, nothing's been sort of done of it. Uh, nothing's sort of been said of it yet. So, so it's um, quite interesting. And um, in what was uh, Indigenous round. Um, just talking about Indigenous round. Um, the question was asked of Peter Valandis whether uh, um, whether we should make some sort of uh, not necessarily a rule uh, per se, but but definitely a uh, some sort of incentive to get a minority group and uh, Indigenous people into the coaching ranks in the NRL. Um, Something that something that's uh, something that 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 happens uh, something that happens in the uh, uh, NFL. Um, he said he's not is something definitely something that could be looked at. Um, it's 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 a it's an interesting concept. I think in the NFL it's called the Rooney Rule. Um, yeah, Rooney Rule. That's it. Uh, so basically, where. Uh, you know, when we look at Indigenous round, the last Indigenous coach was Arthur Beetson for the um, for the uh, for the Roosters, which was what probably thirty years ago. So, oh, ago, yeah, yeah. So, our culture to sharks at one stage. Yeah, also. So, so, you know, when you look at that, um, definitely something to get. Uh, definitely something to think about if we if if there is an opportunity to to somehow support um, Indigenous players. Uh, to get them in, or, or or budding indigenous coaches to get them in the ranks and um, and help them with a leg up in that regard. Yeah, and I think the other bits, other little tidbits, will come out as we talk about yeah. um, the uh, teams. Just one other thing, did want to mention uh, Royce Simmons walk. Um, they would be going roughly through our area as we speak, Graham. In in the 
Oh, no, mountains tomorrow? Mountains tomorrow. Yeah, I think uh, this, morning, this morning they were going for a little Hartley up, up the hill. I think it might be oh, going up to Mount Vic. Up, up the pass? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So, they're doing so 38K today because Brandy, Brandy was, and Tim Sheens were going to be joining him this yep. morning. Yes, yeah. I, I did so, briefly see on the news that they were uh, they were walking with him today. So that's a that's so a great will, uh, great story for a great no course. Doubt, no doubt <clears throat> it will bring house down at Panthers Stadium on the weekend on Friday night, six uh, o'clock, six p.m. Yeah, big big coup for um uh, for Fox. I'm sure when they put their hand up for that game, they probably didn't, they probably yeah. couldn't have dreamt of the uh, yeah. of, of the uh, of the situation. So, but no, definitely something that um you know. It, it has to be, uh, especially when you consider where he's at in his journey at the moment. Um, you know, I've I've done, you know, as, as someone who's got their faculties and somewhat fit, you know, struggle when I do the 50Ks and 100 and whatnot. So for, for him to do that, that's, and day in, day out, that's massive. That's yeah. If the, you know the guy was such an inspiration on and off the field, and then yeah, that's what that's what champions do. They just keep being champions, and that's another example. And Tim Sheens and the, again two other champions joining him. These, you know, it's amazing how how these people just find ways to be epic. That's the only word I can yeah. think of. Inspiration. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's my tidbits. Beautiful. It was actually interesting just on one of those tidbits, Shane. I do, oh, I shouldn't just say this off the top of my head, but I feel like I recall when you were talking about the Indigenous uh, coaches, I feel like there was something with the NRLW where each team had an Indigenous um, yeah. uh, member on their, st- uh, a yeah, staff I member on it... their coaching uh, staff. And I think that was... I think, um, they, I think, I think for, the, for the Eels, Dean that, Witters was the coach. Yeah, so. and I think yeah. they have to do something and like... And Jamie Soward. Jamie was Soward. The yeah. to, so, to yeah, give so you an insight coaches, into the, yeah. Ro- yeah, to the Rooney mm. rule. The Rooney rule had had its history, but um, basically it talked about minority groups. So in the, um, in the assistant coaching staff, you had to have at least one uh, coach from a, a a minority group um so it, it it's sort of a to highlight but b to give people the opportunity and um nine out of ten times it's their their worth and is, is highly valid so yeah it's 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 um Something which, you know, it's amazing. I think it caught Abdo. I think it caught caught Volandis by surprise when he was asked about it. And I and and I, mate, the guy's just, he's so quick. He's so good. And he sort of, you know, by the end of it, it's almost like he he had them convinced that it was something that the NRL were looking at. So it's it's. I think a guy like Volandis is he's, he's, he's too smart not to not to look at. It's a big part of our game, and that's something that you know we'll talk about a little bit more. In the previews for this week, um, but being it, Indigenous round, it's I, I love this round. I think it's great. I think it really I showcases um, one of the real positives of our game, which is the um, the Indigenous uh, players, jerseys, and heritage. The, oh, it's it's, it's the jerseys, the the, the ceremonies. Yeah. It's, the, it's just. I like, saw Greg Inglis was in Melbourne today, helping them promote their um, 
the the indigenous round down there, which is kicking off tomorrow. It's just really great to celebrate yeah. the um the influence and the um the involvement of the indigenous community, which is a massive part of our game. I think it's great. Um, the other thing we think is great is Griffo's grab. So I was going to say gaff then, but that's my segment. Um, there's my gaff for this week. But no, we'll go see what... Uh, you can tell them out of practice. It's been a couple of weeks. We'll go see what the chameleon's got for Griffo's grab. Griffo's grab! Um, okay, well, it is Indigenous round. But from the last round and indeed the, the round before that, there's one guy who I think the sky is the limit for, and that's uh, the Brisbane Broncos winger, Selwyn Cobble. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah. There was a lot of noise about him last year. Um, and I, I didn't really see too much of him last year. You know, and he apparently... Uh, when he went, he played a couple of games for the Broncos, and then he went back to uh, Queensland Cup, and he absolutely tore it up. Uh, his team, I think, won the grand final, and, and he was front and centre. This guy has everything, absolutely everything you want from a, a top line rugby league player. He's fast. He's got size. He's got power. He's got skill. Uh, he he looks to have uh, a very good demeanor. Like he, you just he's a calm guy. He's not don't get overly excited. You see him score, you know, eighty meter try. He's just got this massive smile on his face. You know, he's not in anyone's face. He's just loving his, his rugby league and. What he did last week, um, where he, he took a bomb and then he just went downfield. He got the big uh, the big don't argue happening, just pushing players out of his way. He's got the power to do that. Um, he just knows where to be. The week before, we saw him do some amazing things on the end of some Adam Reynolds kicks. So he's got that aerial ability. Uh, he's really the complete package for an outside back. And just every time he gets the ball, he's one of these players that you, you just sit and watch and think, what's he going to do now? Um, I'm just glad he didn't do it too much when he played the Panthers. But uh, he he's potentially the most exciting player in the NRL at the moment. Um, earlier in the year, he had some mistakes in his game. He seems to have gotten rid of most of those. Um, he's just a handful. And reports are there are about 14 clubs after his signature, understandably so, but he just wants to be a Bronco. And uh, what I've heard is that he's prepared to go, you know, not not take on as, as such, but just if the you know stay at the Broncos for less than than what he could get elsewhere on the open market. Um, every time he gets the ball, he's just uh, he's exciting to watch, and um, 
yeah, he's he's been catching my eye for quite a few weeks now. Um, I'm sad about one thing only, and that's that he's from Queensland. <clears throat> yeah, there's a bit. Of, there's a bit of talk there too, Griffo, I suppose, because um, his name has been thrown up. I mean, not that we really give a hoot who plays for Queensland, but um, his name is definitely in that mix there. I mean, I know that one wing you'd probably say Xavier Coates has that wing. Uh, sign up for the Queenslanders. He's a real chance, and given the fact that he's nineteen, is that is that about right? I don't think he's very old. I think he's nineteen. I think he turns I don't twenty. Care how old he is? Twenty in a in a week or two. He's a youngster. He can get. I I, I I don't think he'd look out of place. I mean, some people say he can throw them in the big stage too early, but I I think we've seen enough from him to to suggest that. Uh, that he, he's good enough and he could be he could be there for many years to come. No one no one in the last couple of years has increased their value. Oh or oh, last couple of years. No, no. No one in the last couple of years has increased their value like this young man. The, the only person I've seen that's probably done it done it just as well as him was is someone like Brian Tottle, who you know, like again, another winger who you just go, you know, like it, it, or a Xavier Coates, or a Xavier, you know, just he's writing his own check now, you know, like what do you want? It, it, it's not now, what am I going to pay you? Clubs are now going to ask him, what do you want to be paid? And and he he's hot property, he is very hot property at this point in time, yeah. And, yeah, and- look, he's in my Queensland team, we'll talk about that a bit later, but. I got him there, no doubt. Yeah, you, you, he's you, a guy I don't want there. No. And, no. and and another highlight to our point of the um the talent and the um you know amongst the indigenous community, he's a young indigenous player. He played in the indigenous all stars at the start of the year, and it it really just shows that um there's just so much young talent coming through. I think he um. We scored three in that game against Manly Griffo and then two last week against Newcastle. He's one to keep an eye on. I, 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 oh, I think phenomenal. that's phenomenal. Yeah. He I is think, phenomenal. I think, I think he might get a few more Griffo's grabs before the end of the year. Yeah. One of my favourite all-time players um, was Steve Renoff. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. And this guy, I think he's going to be another one of my favourite all-time, even though he's going to be playing for... The team that I don't really like. like, like going, yeah, <laughs> but what? A, what a guy! What a player! Like uh, absolutely. I'll never forget that try in the grand final. Poetry yeah, and motion, that, Steve Renoff. I, I love Steve yeah, Renoff. That try he scored. And this guy's got the same potential. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. with extra size, extra mm. size. Yeah, big dude. Uh, bit of bit of trivia for you here. Um, Selwyn Cobo is the great-grandson of uh, Indigenous cricketer Eddie Gilbert. So for any cricket fans out there, um, Eddie Gilbert... I think I read uh, that a couple of yeah. weeks ago. Yeah. Eddie Gilbert, uh, fast bowler, um, you know, sort of in that uh, mm. Don Bradman era would have been. I'm, I'm pretty sure he actually uh, bowled to Don Bradman. So, you know, that's sort of the area looking at them, which is probably, you know... Was that probably the thirties, maybe? Just but, genetically uh, gifted. Like, okay. yeah, just it is genetic genetically shows, gifted. Yeah, it just it yeah. just shows yeah, that know. yeah, there's there's some um there's some real talent in those genes there, and uh we've got 
we've got plenty more to see from the young man who, um, yeah, at what, six foot three, 105 kilos, he's going to be a handful for years to come. So, uh, yeah, great grab there, Griffo. Uh, really. Um, Just tell you what I will like, Graham. At the end of the year, when he's on the wing for Australia, that's yes. what I really yeah. like. Yeah. And, 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 and you look, there's a lot of. I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, but you know we just mentioned a few players there. Where you know Shane was talking about Toto. We've obviously got you know Josh Addo Carr, um, another quality winger. Then you got the Queensland wingers. It's looking good for Australia at the end of the year. Um, but there is one one group in particular it's not looking good for, and um, they've they've got Graham's gap again. All right, fellas. Um, this week's Graham's Gaff. I'm giving it to the bunker. Who'd have thought? Uh, I know that people don't want to tune in and have you know every week. Old Graham gives it to the um, gives it to the bunker. They get the gaff because you know they're going to make mistakes. But there's 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 been a few calls recently, and I I, I think the fans are just unsure of whether what an obstruction is the commentators are unsure it's really just got to a point now where you know they, they referee it one way and we we get the conditioners to to understand what an obstruction is and then they um you know move the goalposts so to speak probably the one that brought this to to light was the other night in the newcastle brisbane game um plenty of calling this one a howler the NRL, uh, they're standing by the referees and saying that it was not an obstruction. This was the one um, where it was, it was downfield for a try and uh, it was uh, Clune who um, was the person who was uh, obstructed. It was just one of those situations there the other night. I think it might have even been um, Grant Atkins that was uh, in the box. And this isn't, this isn't a go at Grant, but... There's just these calls where, you know, I don't know, and, and it feels as though, and I understand from the Knights' point of view a little bit where they say, oh, all these 50-50s that could go either way are going, were going against us tonight because it was also the Dane Gagai put down, um, which was taken off and where we've seen ones like that in the past given. This one here was, was one we sort of haven't really seen much of before, Griffo, where they're actually saying the player wasn't obstructed because technically... The, the player with the ball didn't run around them. They were saying as they ran behind them, they passed the ball. Now, a lot of people, including a lot of uh, commentators and um, experts on the game, you know, people that are a lot more qualified than us, are saying, well, really, what they've conditioned us to understand over the past few years is if that player's there and there's a defender obstructed, it's an obstruction, whereas the ball being given... At the, at the last moment has um, negated that according to the referees. Is this, is this something where, you know, I know we're a broken record here. We're just looking for consistency. But I, I was just curious to see what you guys thought of this one. Is this something, Griffo, where you were a bit surprised that this one was, uh, was allowed to play on? Or given the try, I should say? Graham, if something smells like a zebra <laughs> and it looks like a zebra... And uh, it walks like a zebra. It's a f- zebra. You can cross the road something. on it. Uh, 
I don't know what a zebra yeah. smells like, but I'll now, take your word for it. Well, they smell like horses, but stripy. Well, that much either. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. And and they're not quite as large. They don't run as fast. Um, zebra is the only black just, and white thing about this rule. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, it can be confusing <laughs> looking at all those stripes. Um, oh, we all know Grant. We're all mates with Grant. Yeah. We got it wrong. Yeah. And I don't know why Annesley's come out and said he got it okay or got it right because he didn't. And it was a mistake. Now, I have done a little bit of refereeing uh, in juniors, not much, but I've done a lot of refereeing in touch football. And you know an obstruction. You just, it's clear. Someone is prevented, in, in obviously in rugby league, from making a tackle because a player has gone behind another player. And even if it's only momentarily, there's been an interruption to that defender's ability mm. to make a tackle. Now, that was clear. And there's all these rules about inside shoulder, outside shoulder, um, you know, before the line. I don't give a rat's about any of that stuff, really. It was an obstruction. Um, Clune, Adam Clune, I was about to say another name, Clune, uh, but it wasn't that one. Um, Adam Clune was prevented from uh, defending to the best of his ability because he had a forward in front of him as the ball, the, the fella. You know, run behind him and, and uh, like was Ricky in was the line. Clear. Was that right with Tamari Martin around the back? Uh, I can't remember who had yeah. the ball, but I think it was. It was just an obstruction. It's it's not even a. You talked about the Gagai thing and and Knight saying fifty fifty calls went against him. Well, I, I'll say the Gagai one was a fifty fifty. I didn't really have a problem with that to be honest, but this one was a not a fifty fifty. Yeah, it was a zero one hundred. Mm. Obstruction. Yeah. Well, obstruction. I, I've got something to say. I don't know if it was an obstruction. It was the best shepherd you've ever seen. Yeah. It was like, you know what I mean? Like, we use this term obstruction now, and I think, you know, it's, it's, it's quite, it throws up whatever it wants to throw up or what it, whatever obstruction is. It was a shepherd. It was like the old school, the ones that you could almost, the black and white. These are the ones, I suppose, what frustrated me wasn't necessarily the fact. Um, whether you know, the problem is you see these ones given on halfway. These are the, the surprise halfway ones where all of a sudden you hear the whistle blowing and you're like, all oh, right, we've got a penalty on halfway. And it's like, hang on, how come the opposition's got the ball? These are, these are the, those ones that get blown. So I find it really, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, what I would love, what I would love is Annesley to come out and pinpoint for us, why it's not? Because it's they're basically saying doesn't lie in the fact that the frustration doesn't lie in the fact that 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 you know the frustration lies in the fact that we just don't know what 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 yeah. what it looks like now. And, you know, you're talking about what you know, if it, the walks and talks and whatnot, and and they're saying no one was impeded. Well, there was actually a try. 
uh, on the weekend, which I thought was an obstruction. But but when you when when you sort of broke it down, you went, well, hang on, the player actively tackled. Um, yeah. No, it was the week before. The player actively tackled the attacking player. On halfway in the same set, that was a penalty to the attacking side being tackled without the ball. Hmm. But because it happened two metres in front of the line, and in all honesty, it should have been given a try, and it if, wasn't. And you're going, get... now yeah. we're back into that, that situation where we're like, okay, I don't know what an obstruction is anymore. I don't know what one is, and what's scarier, I don't know what one isn't. Mm. That's the thing. What they're effectively saying with this one, what what Grant was saying, and also Graham Annesley backed him up, and I know that people at home can't see me. I'm I'm, I'm moving my hands around to show the inside oh, yeah. and outside shoulder. That doesn't help you guys. And the sign language. I'm doing the carpool. Osland uh, here, but um, basically what they said was the ball was caught on the inside shoulder. Now, usually when we see a typical obstruction, the ball is caught on the inside shoulder, and they run around the back of the player to the outside shoulder. So it's almost like you're running around the back of a player who's moving through as a decoy. What they basically said was it was caught on the inside shoulder. And that this is why they were sort of going slow-mo to see where the ball was thrown. Because if he's still on the inside shoulder and throws a pass behind a player, that's fine. You can throw a pass behind a player. So they're arguing and saying that he was on the inside shoulder and through the pass behind the player who we're arguing created the obstruction, therefore negating an obstruction because he didn't run behind him. Now, he got behind the player and pretty much threw it whilst he was behind him. My argument is the obstructions occurred. It's this is if you want to get technical and all this, it's the obstruction has occurred. Now, the the other thing I've got an issue with is we're creating rules in the NRL, and this is what I've always hated about hated about the obstruction rule. We've created rules in the NRL that the referee on the field, and even back when we had two referees, so at one stage we had two referees and two touch judges, those four people closest to it, as well as the 13 players on each side, couldn't diagnose an obstruction in front of them in live play. It has to be sent to someone for video analysis, slow-mo, looked at half a dozen times. If we've got a rule where the only way to adjudicate on it is for someone to watch a video replay between six and ten times, slow it down to frame by frame, then that rule needs to be fixed. Because we need something that the players on the field... What what happens at at, at games that aren't televised for, for, say, you know... Even New South Wales Cup down to kids playing on the weekend. These these can't get pulled up and they can't learn that obstruction rule because a referee live two metres in front of it does not have the technology, he's not a robot, to be able to call that. There was a classic um, late tackle about four weeks ago where, where on replay, you're like, oh, that's late. Anyway... Fox it was. Fox had the foresight to show it in real time. He was he was in the tackle before it, it was just you know, and you're going, that's not late. That's just committed. Looks, looks like when you look at a 24 at, frames at the, a second. It was it was like that. It was like they slowed it right down to this nth degree 
And you're like, oh. And it's funny, the commentator at the time, and I, I can't remember who it was. I want to say it was Greg Alexander, but I can't remember. He said, watch where the ball is. And he's gotten hit slow-mo. The ball was still in the picture. So on the TV, so the ball was literally a foot maybe from his hands after passing. Now, if I, if I, if I got something that's a foot away from my hands and I threw the ball at it, it would hit it in a millisecond. Yeah. And that's what we're up to with this kind of thing. I fully agree, Gray. I think sometimes think we should be watching these things at full tilt and going, you know, like I was a bit of an advocate many years ago to say either use all the, all the technology or use none of it. And I thought, well, you know, you could put, you know, like in the NFL, like they do it overseas where they put grids on the field and stuff. And I'm now at the point where I've sort of changed my mind a bit where I'm like, you know what, watch it at full speed. And if it looks okay, it is okay. Because I can actually find fault in nearly every try. And that's if the thing. I went They're through, look, that's exactly right. They're I looking to take through, them away, not give them. That's, that's exactly. The they've, they've got this. They've got this yeah. negative mindset. The negative away, mindset is that it's 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 now you have four points. I got to find a reason not to give them to you. Rather than you've just scored a try, how am I affirming you that this is a try? Yeah. And I think you know, I, I, I yeah, I there's some stoppages in play that have happened in the last few weeks. Players laying on the field. I think I think the game slowed right up. We should be using technology for safety, first yeah. and foremost. That's it. if we've got to look at something it's, that's unsafe. You know what? Yeah, Australia but... Australia does Australia does technology this kind of technology poorly, and, and and I can I can prove it to you. Like the rugby league's one thing. We actually are the first country in cricket that come out and said for LBW rather than seeing if it's hitting the stumps first. We're going to go through Nico, hotspot, and then we'll do ball tracking. How about this? Is it hitting the stumps to begin with? No. Well, then go move on. Done. That's and and and, and that that we technology also get that mindset, where they check eight things and the ninth things. The technology mindset uh. in Australia, that's what it is. You wouldn't have this in any other country. Like you look at VR, VAR in Australia was a dog's breakfast. In other countries, that's mm. the line. That's the foot offside. Yeah, it's like it's like as a nation, it's like as a sporting nation, we haven't understood how the hell to use technology. I think we've got to start looking abroad and simplifying it to say this is what we're using it for. Nothing else. Yeah. It, it, anyway, that's that's a bullshit rant that went far too long. Anyway, but yeah, it's, it's you know we could just keep going for ages. I mean, you know when you've got. When you got blokes that are, um, you know, getting penalised and they're talking about, you know, there was intent here and intent that. I mean, mate, they'll be putting electrodes on their head soon to see brainwaves that indicate intent. So, um, yeah, look, we'll see how we go. Um, it's, uh, that's Graham Mannersley calling right now just to see, yeah, just that to was, clarify that something. Yeah, bunker. Um, okay. But yeah, so look, that's, that's Graham's gaff this week. I know that, you know, every week it seems as though we're getting something from... From the the let's well, not you know we, we get things here and there from the bunker but that was that was just one I think it was worth having a chat about. Well, it was probably a bit. It's, it's yeah, 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 and and you know it seems to be 
like yet again, it's what's spoken at the water cooler, which is a bit frustrating. But anyway, Origin coming up. Bye round next week. We do have Origin coming up. Um, and given that we are well and truly getting close to um, Origin, uh, we thought we'd start discussing uh, New South Wales Blues um, possible teams. Now, we talked about the turbo injury. We know that uh, Latrell's out. Question mark over Cam Murray. I mean, we think he'll be named given the fact that he's on the extended bench uh, this week for South. Even if he doesn't play for South, they'll name him if he's any chance of coming back. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, we might have a bit of a chat about about the team. I think uh, a lot of the talk will be about those centre positions. Um, but, you know, you'd, you'd imagine, um, especially given the fact there's no Latrell, no Turbo, we don't even have to talk about the... Uh, the competition at fullback, because also too, one thing we haven't really made a big, um, big splash about is the injury to uh, Ryan Pappenhausen. So that that might be a bit of a bit of a watch this space for later on. But you'd have to say, given the um, given the current injuries, um, with you know no Pappenhausen, no Latrell, no Turbo, you can't even have that discussion. Do one of them slot in at fullback? Um, I don't think it was a discussion it, it, anyway. It, I think it was a it, it, it was now... Teddy's spot. Yeah, yeah, but I think what it now does, it now probably negates whatever the fourteenth man role was going to be. Like, like you know, there was a lot of talk around Pat fourteen or mm. or whatnot. I think that that probably it it, it now, and yeah, you know, I know Freddie had his ideas, and you never really know till the team's picked. But anyway, the man mm. who is all over it, the guy who. The guy who watches, he he is, he is, he is Mr. He's, he is Mr. Blue, Griffo. And uh, Griffo's come up with his team, and then we're gonna we're gonna see if it's if it's if 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 we were somewhere in the ballpark. The 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 guy who has uh the guy who has uh you know been on TV showing how blue he is. Matt King's still getting um, over that outside, one. <laughs> outside of uh, outside of Acor Stadium. Go the Blues. He, 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 he yeah, I've got practice. That, blues. blues. Yep. Yep. I'm yep. practicing. Yep. So, okay, so it's only two weeks away. You know far. what, Griffo? You know what I thought of? I was watching that uh, Netflix show, you know, the, um, you know, the, the Formula One one. Uh, what's it called? Uh, I've heard of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, the Formula One guys, they stand at this wall and all these lights come on <laughs> and they high five the lights. And I had you, I had visions of you standing there going, hmm, not the reaction time. the reaction time things. I, I, I just said, that's Griffo. That's great. Well, that's the chameleon on the two on, weeks, on two weeks from now. Two weeks from now. Now, uh, that's where we're going to be. Uh, mm. Shane yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, Two weeks from now, uh, it's so exciting. It's only two weeks away. Like, we didn't get one in Sydney last year. No. So, you know, we, we missed out. Um, big game. It's, it's a big oh, game. Huge. It's huge. huge. It's, and, and, you know, like, oh, it just seems like whenever you look, whenever you, whenever you look at teams and, and you look at the injury list on a Monday, it just seems like they're a Blues player going down. You know, it just seems like it's the blues going down. It's you know, yeah. yeah. Um, so. It's fair to say that last year we had a better side. Um, mm. 
considerably better. But I've, I've, I've put together two teams. And I, I don't know if we've got a better side this time on paper. Uh, probably, but only just. Um, but anyway, uh, this, is, uh, this is the team that I would pick. Um, I don't know if it's the same team Freddie's going to pick. And we've got to take into account, as Shane all said, every week, you know, guys that would have been there, or some of them at least, go down injured. Or, so, um, I've got number one, Captain James Tedesco. Yeah, just given. Yeah. yeah. Um, number two, uh, Brian Toto, who's back from injury and uh, doing what he does, making lots of yardage. And he, and he was outstanding last year. Now, the contentious uh, positions, uh, I, don't, I don't see them as being contentious now. Um, with the injuries to Luttrell and Turbo, I, I'm hopeful that Luttrell might be back for game two, but I really don't know the extent of his injury. And I believe he's still over in the United States seeking treatment over there. Um, but game two uh, is like two and a half weeks after game one. Now, game one is on the 8th of June. Game two is the game over in Perth. It's on a Sunday. Um, so that would be nearly a month away. No, actually, yeah, about a month away from, from now. So I'm hopeful the trail will be back for that one, but I don't. We can't. We can't say that. So, but so I've got Stevie Crichton and Katoni Staggs yeah. as my yeah, senses. I, I think um, that's the way they'll go. I really do. You now, there's been talk of Jack Whiten, but no, nah, I could never pick Jack Whiten in the centres after the Adelaide game. Nah. <laughs> like, nah, and, and the seriously. other thing is, I think you got two. You got two centres who are playing good football. I, I hate. I really dislike, and I think sometimes, you know, going back to the bad old days where we'd turn up and they'd lose, there was always this, 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 it, there's always this, you know, situation where sometimes we threw a player in because they were a great player, but we put them out of position when really in, in club land, there's, there's just as good, if not better players that are, that are genuine centers or genuine people in those positions. So, I agree with you, Griff. I think yeah. that's fine. I mean, Turbo is an exception because he is. Well, uh, he's, yeah, he's there's Turbo. certain players like you know. You look at Turbo. You look at Latrell. Well, Latrell uh, came through as a centre. Yeah, that that's, a right, that's right. That's yeah. right. I often think Turbo. You know, if Turbo got if Turbo got picked up by the Roosters tomorrow, you know, they've got the salary cap for it. Apparently, of course, they've um, got space there. You it's know, he wouldn't be fullback. So, so I think that sometimes those kind of players, they're the exception to the rule. I think Jack White, not quite the exception to the rule. No, but no. Um, so I, I just think those two guys are, are in form. Um, who, who else do you reckon? Like, I mean, I, we all agree here that it's going to be Crichton and Staggs. Um, I, I know there was... Yeah, I mean, I know Bowmax, people... Campbell yeah. Graham, Moses Suley's in form, but... Yep. But I don't think any of those guys 
Yeah, I, I'm better and than I, I, I. I think Nico Craig Hines will find himself I, in, an, in another agree. jersey. So, and and also too, I, I think agree. one player. I mean, we we talked about it, and unfortunately for him, I think it was a bit of a uh, one hot day. Didn't quite make the summer. I, I don't think um, Talakai is going to be in any any sort of contention. Uh, uh, some people got a bit so. excited about him yeah. a few weeks back. Yeah, so there just was all sort of talk about exemption for him not having to play game two, so he could play for Tonga. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't think he's going to be in game one, but um, he, you know, he could do a job, but he's, uh, I'm not ever made it of those two. Matt Burton contention? No. You asked me at the start of the year, I was said yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, coming I, out of the grand final last year, he was. Yeah. I mean, center of the year last year. I know he's yeah. playing a very different team. Um, many may argue put him around those great players again, um, uh, link him up with he, Luai Cleary. He do the job, no doubt. But we know no week in, week out that Crichton Yeah, I, I just think, I just think you know, that you've got Crichton and Staggs, they're playing, for, they're playing in top eight sides and are playing outstanding football. I, yeah. Yep. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, I can't. I can't not pick them. They're in my side. I'd, I'd bring Burton in as as part of the extended squad. Yeah, same. Yeah, that's a good um, call. And you know, and, and they've, and they've got to like, pick twenty. What I heard was they got picked twenty four. Yeah, like oh, the NRL. Okay. They've got twenty four okay. ready to go in case of COVID. And, so and and I, you know, people like Campbell Graham might be in that with Burton and and Co. So yeah, I mean, yeah. And, and Campbell Graham has been part. Part of extended squads previously yeah. when it you know, was like only 19 or 20. He nah, wouldn't be out not, of place. He's, not, but there. I just he's think, not in that category. I don't nah, think nah. No, he's I not agree. in the form um, at the moment. But anyway, so we're, we're all agreeing. Crichton Staggs. Yeah. Um, Car mm-hmm. probably pretty much picks himself based on what he's done over a number of years, not what he's done in 2022. But he's got a lot in the bank oh, as far it, yeah. as even performer even, at that level. Even, you know, there was a while there he was the only person scoring tries for, for the dogs. Like he, he was scoring long range tries. He was getting out of line. Like I think the game he won, like yeah. that that effort he did, it was all, it was almost the length of the field where he just got in a, he just made space. He's yeah. He's a quality yeah. player in a he, in a he, low quality he looks, team he, at the moment. He, yeah, uh, he, yeah. So He's there. Luai's back in yeah. really good form. Yep. Man of the match last week. Yep. Um, Cleary again. Pretty much picks himself if he's uh, if he's not injured. Uh, and yep. we saw what I happened agree. in Game Three when, after record victories in one and two, and then and then those two guys weren't there, and we actually went oh. down in Game Three. I um, um can't. You have to pick those two. They're the so, inform halves. Of the comp. Uh, then up front, I've got Junior Paolo, who's just, he's, yep. he's just, uh, he's, yep. continues to be a colossus yep. for the Eels. Yep. And, uh, and the guy from north of the border who is, um, just never stops, Payne Haas. Yeah. Uh, so I got him, those two starting front rowers. Yep. They give you the size. Um, Damien Cook. He's he's your hooker. Um, yep. He's done enough over the years. Again, like Adul Car, he's got yeah, yeah. he's got money in the bank as far as yeah. um, performing for the Blues, and he's been okay for the Rabbitohs in a team that hasn't been okay. So, yep. well, it's probably better than okay, but 
Uh, he had, I think it was the big game he had against the Roosters. Um, I think it was the Roosters. Yeah, he, he um, that when he dominated that first half against the Warriors yeah. too. So. Again, put him in a team yeah. that's going forward yeah. with the lights. Yeah. Of quick, and Haas. quick play the balls. He's, yeah. He's, yeah. yeah, even last week when they were getting dusted, he created he, a try he, out he, nothing to give him. He a created something out of nothing. That's right. And it's and he's defending. Look, you know what? Some of the problem at the moment is the guy is just. He's on top of the tackle sheets every week too. So, you know, he's tackle efficiencies yeah. and everything for the – he tightens up the middle and any side yeah. he plays in. Whether yeah, he's, he's, he's a hooker. Yep. Uh, second row is um, – I've got Cam Murray in there. Yep. Uh, I don't actually want him to play this week. I don't want him to come back early. Uh, obviously, I'm not a Rabbitohs fan, but he's named on the uh, extended bench. Yeah. Um, I, I don't risk him. Um, yep. Two weeks till Origin, he'll be right for that. If he's if he's considered to be almost ready this weekend, yep. just leave him out. Um, don't don't risk it. Uh, but he's there in the in the in the second row, and uh, he is he's just an amazing player. Mm-hmm. Um, I think of the job that he did on the big Fafita in Origin last year. He was just fantastic. I start with Liam Martin yeah, so do I. as the other back rower. Yep. Um, so he's, do I. you know, he's he's again he's a proven performer at this level. He's not a rookie yep. anymore. Um, he's going well for Penrith. He made a couple of mistakes last week, but. Um, he, again, is one of these guys that gives absolutely 100% the whole time he's out on the field. Um, and then you've got the the skill of, of the Dallium uh, leader at the moment who's in amazing form yeah, as the young. Yeah, yeah he's, uh, has, been, has been for years. Yeah. So it's it's not the biggest pack when you've got uh, Martin and Murray in the, in the second row. But you got your size up front with Haas and Cook. Sorry, Haas and uh, and Paolo. And then uh, Yo provides size, skill, mm. um, great defense. Uh, he's a leader out on that field. Mm-hmm. Now, bench spots, I go Nico Hines at 14. Yep. Uh, so um, I think that's what they'll do. Yeah. Yep. That's I hope so. Um, I think he deserves. Well, it's not a matter of he deserves to be there. His he should be there because it's best for the team. It's best for, like he can he can cover anywhere in the back line, and you, he he did play a role for the Storm, uh, not last year but the year before, where he was playing at fourteen, and and coming on and sort of playing a middle role. Even he's not a big guy, but. But I think also what he could do um, is if something happened to Dengan Cook, he could slot in at dummy half and do a job there um, rather than carrying a dummy half on the bench. I don't think that's yeah. the way to go. Cook's an 80-minute player, but if he does get injured, then Hines could, could fill in there. Um, I go RCG, Regan Campbell, Gillard. Uh, I think he's only played one game in origin. and He actually played really well. It was a long time ago. Um, but I think he's in, uh, again, pretty much the form of his career last year and this year, providing that go forward um, and plenty of size there as well. Mm-hmm. I 
am going to go for uh, Ryan Matteson off the bench. I think Ooh. he's been in outstanding form. He has had a few Aramata. good weeks, In that been. bench role, um, he's got plenty of size. You can play him at uh, lock. You can play him in the second row. You, he's big enough to play uh, if you, you know something goes wrong with your, your front rowers. He could play there. He's also got the, the skill level to to play at six or in the senses if needed. Um, so I've got him coming in to make his debut. Again, he was a guy who's, I think a few years ago, he, he was number 18 for one or two games uh, and then sort of disappeared out of the blue uh, set up for a couple of years. But he's back in career best form. And then I've got Jake Trebojevic mm. uh, as, as the last... Uh, man off the bench who basically um, you'd be looking at him as a middle player. Yeah. Um, He'll yeah. play prop effectively in yeah. that rotation. Not as oh. he played a few years ago where he sort of went out there to play as a ball player and just got in the way. Um, yeah. Not playing that role. He's just a hit it up man and a, and a an absolute uh, rock in defense. He's got arguably the best tackle technique of anyone in the NRL and uh, he'll be out there to do that job but also um, to play as a middle forward so that's my 17 I would have uh, Jack White at, uh, at number 18 um, so you know he puts the jersey on and in case you know you got your your HIAs and whatnot then it, that's that's where I'd have White and um, as we said, there's got to be other guys uh, part of the squad. Mm. So I'd look at guys like Angus Crichton, Corey yeah, I was, was going to bring up Crichton, Griffo, because I reckon a lot of people will be will put him in the 17. Uh, look, I wouldn't, I wouldn't argue, but I just don't think his form has warranted it this year. And I'm yeah. a Crichton fan. I, yeah. And I, um, but yeah, I'd have him there again, but I just think on form, I just don't think he's done enough. Um, Fair enough. Team's not um, great form either. Yeah. Then you've you've got guys also who could put their hand up. Uh, earlier in the year, I, I, I was uh, promoting Olakuatu um, to provide mm. that absolute, uh, you know, that that power play, and he scores a lot of tries. He a, a similar, you know, Kalor Matangi from the Rabbitohs, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Um, uh, both of those players are very good. Uh, but I can't, I can't find a spot for him just for game one. Um, mm. But uh, in terms of, yeah, I, I think that that's the seventeen I'd go with. Any differences you'd have, Graham? It's, yeah, it's. I think I think Crichton was probably the main one I'd put in. Um, the only ch- challenge I find this year looking at a team when I was. Um, is, is as you said that that prop forward rotation because um, who's been there in the past? Sai Fidi would have been there in the past. Um, he may be someone. Himself, he don't deserve to be there. Yeah. Um, another bloke who uh, came to that forward rotation last year for us was Dale Fanukin. But look, yeah, he's, he's injured uh, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, so looking at looking at the team, really, with what's available, um, as you said, you'd have your White in, in the squad, um, Murray if he's fit, 
Um, just trying to think back who would have been there last year. I think the only other player that probably Tarek played Sims, last year was so Sims. Yeah. yeah, Sims. And he was good last year, but mm. again, I just don't think the form no. line is there. I don't think you're too far off. I think, um, like you said, some of those blokes like Kalamatani <laughs> may be just on the edge but not quite there. And The, the, um, only, the only difference between Griffo and my team was um, uh, Madison. I had Crichton for, Crichton yeah. for Madison. And that I, wouldn't bother me at all. You know? and, 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 if Madison got picked, it wouldn't bother me. The only thing I did in my starting lineup was I started with Trevojevic and put Paulo to the bench and he's to have that impact coming on. Yeah, that, you know, like have 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 some. Harson Trebojevic as your props. Is that Harson Trebojevic starting yeah. prop and Paulo yeah. off the bench? But either way, it was only more for impact that that when when the Queensland forwards get a bit tired, get him coming on and and doing what he does best. But you know, when you look at one to seventeen, really they're all there. And I'll tell you what, because in the squad, if they if they have a twenty four man squad, um, you'd be silly not to have Api Corusau. As a yeah. backup hooker within that squad, yeah. tell you what, Griffo, um, just going through that team we looked at there, Penrith's going to get hit, hit pretty hard come Origin time. Yeah, they are. Um, but saying that, like that, brilliant. Like, you know? Saying that, um, you know, I, I, I really love seeing Panthers playing for the Bulls. Um, yep. I've got a Queensland team. If uh, we've got time, I'll just and yeah, I think have, have paper. It. Yeah, go, go. Say what you're no, saying. No, I was going to say, go through the Queensland team. I'd be interested to see um, see who you got there uh, because w- this is um, you know, Billy Slater coming in as the coach. That's something we've also got to keep in mind here. He might have some... I think he's coming in at a good time. Yeah, yeah so yeah. some young stars coming through. So really interested to see who you got here, Griffo. Okay, so I've got Ponga, even though I don't think he's going that well this year. Um, I've got Ponga at fullback. Uh, I've got Cobo uh, and Xavier Coates on the wings. Now, both of those guys are really tall. That's a big advantage they've got over Toto and Adil um, yep. So they got that that aerial supremacy um, that could, you know, could be the difference between winning and losing. To be honest, Gaga's been going well. He has when he's not been out injured. He's the ultimate origin player. He performs above uh, his club form is, and his club form has been good for the last few years, but he's outstanding at that level. And Valentine Holmes has proven uh, this year uh, that he's a high-quality player, uh, back to pretty much his best form, and he's playing in the centre. So I'd start him there. Uh, Monster picks himself to 5'8", as does DCE at 7". Then up front, I got Josh Papali, mm-hmm. who's been a mainstay of the Queensland side for, for many years, and a guy who uh, debuted last year, but I think has been really good for the Dragons, and that's Frank Molo, mm. a very aggressive player, and I thought I think he's he's been really good for the Dragons. Um, so I'd have him there. He, it's, he's not a rookie at this level. He did play last year. Harry Grant... Uh, I, if I was picking an Australian side, I'd have Harry Grant there. I think he's just an amazing number nine. Oh, cool. Um, <clears throat> then in the second row, two proven performers, Kurt Capewell and Jai Arrow. Who was your other prop? Uh, Sorry, Griffo. 
uh, Molo. 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 Yeah. Okay, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah Papali and Molo. Uh, Sorry, mate. And then um, at Lock, I've got Big Tino. Yeah. Uh, I actually yeah. had someone else yeah. written down. Yeah. And I thought, hang on, I left Big Tino. So uh, I've got Big Tino Lock, who, again, has been outstanding at Origin yeah. And then the bench, we've got Ben Hunt, who's, you know, he, he's been Australia's number 14. He, he, and he's been so good for the Dragons. He was outstanding for Queensland last year off the bench. And then you've got uh, Pat Carrigan, who's been fantastic for the Broncos. Flegler, who's been also very good for the Broncos. And uh, I can't remember this young man's name, but he's, he's a superstar in the making. That's Nanai from the Cowboys. Um, mm-hmm. That's a pretty fair bench. Uh, that's a pretty fair team. And uh, I thought, you know, as a blue supporter, I thought, you know, we're in for a bit of a golden era, but I line these two teams up and I think it's a good class. Side. So much youth. Yeah, but that's, yeah, I, I don't know what, Billy Slate has got in mind, but I, I don't think they ran with that 17. Off. It's watch out because the other names, um, that I's got to be there. The other ones you'd uh, the other ones that I've heard a bit of talk about that, um, in real contention, Ruben Cotter is one of the ones that's been coming up. Yep, yeah, um, he has. Yeah. I, I have, maybe I've had him at 18th, and there's no hammer mm. there either. That's how good these guys are going, mm. yeah. Yeah, and I that, think that, that oh, Ben yeah. Hunt 14, I think that could be a very handy selection that, for them. That did team you, can give you a run for its money. Like, it's... Because you didn't you have like, Kafusi in there either, did you? No, I think those guys... I think, you know, Kafusi was a really good player over the mm. years, but I just think he's almost in the twilight of his career, I think. Yeah, yeah fair enough. I yeah, think yeah, when yeah. you've got guys of other coming contenders. through, like, play water and... Carrigan oh. and, and Nanai. Nanai is outstanding. Mm. You have you have a very informed side there. That so wor- don't tell wor- Billy Slater, please. Nah, mm. it worries me a bit. Actually, I, it worries me too. I was looking- even having blokes like um, you know Capewell and uh, Arrow on those edges. Yeah, gosh, they're proven performers. They're they big are, especially and, and you know what? And you know what? In, in I've got to say, Jai Arrow in. In a team that's not playing great, he he has moved to the lock role, and he just is given a hundred and fifty percent every week. He's a like, fantastic player. He he is just he's one of those. There's, there's players out there you wish you could clone, and he's one of them. Like he just whether he's tackling or 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 he's in, in attack, he just. He just knows his role. And, and what he's done at South Sydney, something I, I haven't really seen him do before, is he, he's now slotted into this ball-playing um, role and he can actually play. He can actually pass the ball. He can actually catch and pass and draw and draw defence. And it's another string to his bow, which I really don't want to see him put the full effect in origin. Another player who... Um... I don't think we'll be in that side, but just on the fringes, um, probably Lindsay Collins. He's probably another one they'll they'll look at there. So there's plenty of um, been there before. Yeah, you know, just but like you said, these these young, talented, informed players that are coming through. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a belter of a, an Origin series. It's um, 
it's one of those ones where, as you said, going through that Queensland team and really starting to think of who's available and um, how this might all be put together. It, um, yeah, it's it, it's not going to be as um, as simple as some Blues fans have tried to make out. So, yeah, but I'll, I'll tell you what, Griff, I don't think you'll be too far off. I, I, we can't make too many arguments with either of those sides. I think given well, I who's available. I hope they leave out, Cobble. I hope they leave out. I know. I know. And it, and it really just shows where Queensland football's at at the moment. And as I said earlier, when you've got, um, you know, the Broncos in form, the Cowboys in form, we know what the stars of the Titans, you know, and your big Tino and your uh, Photo what they're capable of. So, yeah, plenty to keep an eye on there, plenty to uh, to look forward to. And really, the main thing this week we're looking forward to is Indigenous Round. We are now up to... Is this right, fellas? Round 12. We are. We're well and truly the into it. points after this weekend. Unbelievable. Oh, so, so quick. It does go quick, and it's time to get into the two-minute tip. All right, so the first game we're going to look at this week, fellas, it's uh, tomorrow night as we're recording this, the Thursday night game. We've got the Storm taking on the Sea Eagles. Uh, as we know, that um, the Storm, they've, uh, they've had a tough couple of weeks. They've had some uh, key injuries and a couple of losses. I mean, insane that they're still sitting in second spot. Um, look, the big news for them really is the fact that Jerome Hughes is back. He'll be in the halves. That'll allow Harry Grant to go back to hooker. Brandon Smith play that impact role off the bench, which will be massive for the Storm to have all of their ducks in a row in the right spot. Um, Big Nelson remains sidelined. Kamakamika is going to start at prop again this week. Uh, we know the big injury news for Manly, we've talked about it throughout the podcast, is Tom Trebojevic. Uh, he's looking to be out for the season. That means Ruben Garrick's going to be playing um, fullback. Um, George Tafua is uh, there on the wing. It'll be a very long time since he's been in um, in the Manly side. Jeez, uh, I, I reckon you're going back to 2020. So um, it'll be interesting to see how George Tafua goes uh, back in first grade there. To power out, Bullimore, the new man on the interchange bench. Um, notice also two fellas. We've got Jason Saab listed as number 19. Uh, I think he had a uh, toe injury, so could very well be uh, in contention. Big milestone game two for Kieran Foran, 250th career game. Griffo, we've talked about the Seagulls, the fact that they aren't turbocharged. Um, The Storm, given the fact that Jerome Hughes is back at halfback, they're going to be a totally different side to what we've seen in the last couple of weeks. Yes. Well, I've just looked through the list, Graham. We've Harry got an Grant is out of this game. Wow. Harry Grant is out. That's a um, big I'm news. I'm not sure why, but Brandon Smith goes into hooker, was listed on the bench, and Jordan Grant, who I really don't know anything about, number 20 comes onto the interchange bench. Oh, here uh, we go. Just... Just Reserves gotta, Tom Eisenhuth and uh, Jaden Nicarima. So Harry Grant has uh, he's injured his adductor during gosh. the captain's run. So that's basically like the inside of your your thigh there. Is so, that likely to be a ruling uh, out of origin or? No, look. Depending on the severity, it just sounds like it might be a bit of a, a bit of a strain there. It doesn't sound anything too serious. All we all we know is that it's an adductor injury. Um, I didn't even know it happened until you told me. So we can't comment too much, but. Uh, like you said, Griffo, he's out of this one. Wow. 
Um, the other guy that's out is is Big Nelson. Um, so they're missing Harry Grant, the Flying Dutchman, and Big Nelson. Um, yeah. I think. Gee, it's, it's, it, I was, I was even before I saw Harry Grant was out. I was going, you know, this is sort of sixty forty Melbourne because their muscle man, um, so for Solomona, is not there. He wasn't there last week, and they're not the same side without him. Mm. I think they've got players in the back line who are substandard as far as NRL level goes. Um, and they've been shown up in the last couple of weeks by both the Panthers and the North Queensland Cowboys. Now, the guys are still there because they've got nobody else. Um, it is in Melbourne. Grant's a massive loss. Uh, look, I'll, I'll probably end up leaning towards Melbourne because it's in Melbourne. And even though Manly are missing Turbo, I, I actually give them a big chance in this game with uh, with with those guys out of Melbourne. Uh, I'll say Melbourne now. I haven't done my tips yet, but when I do, uh, I'll have to think about it. It's 50-50 for mine. Yeah, plenty to talk about there, Shane, isn't it? Especially now yeah, with those injuries. It's- it's brought it has brought it back to a level a bit of a level playing field. Um look, I I I just you know, I, I look at it and Brandon Smith coming in. Um yeah, I I've got the Melbourne Storm. I just think that there's too much class across the paddock. There is they do do they do lose a bit with their injuries at Melbourne. It has brought the it has brought the playing field back a bit. Um, probably a perfect game for Cherry Evans and Foran to 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 sort of uh, control the tempo if they want to. Munster's playing some good football. Um, yeah, I, I think that Melbourne are going to get this one over the line, but um, but it probably won't be as straightforward as, as what it first appears. So yep, I've got I got Melbourne winning this one, Gray. You guys are gonna love this and you love when I do this because I know that Griffo, you're not a betting man and you don't look at the odds and they don't mean much. Um <laughs> I, I was about to bring it up, but that, yeah. yeah. the now I was I had the odds up here just prior to that um announcement and it hasn't shifted much. So prior to that news breaking just moments ago when the teams came out. They had the storm at a dollar twenty, the seagulls at four fifty. Ridiculous. Um, it's only slightly moved even now that uh, Harry Grant's out. Storm a dollar twenty five, seagulls four bucks. So the bookies and the the punters are looking for a big storm win. Um, I think this one's going to be closer than what they say. I think the worry for the Seagulls in this one, fellas, I think you'll agree, is the fact that when the storm are on and Hughes is in the side and they've got. I mean, I know they don't have their full spine in, but they've got most of it now. They can score a lot of points, and we know over recent weeks that the Seagulls uh, have that possibility to leak some points. So 
Uh, the Seagulls are going to have to be really tight in their um, in their defence, but you'd think that uh, Melbourne will get this get this one done tomorrow night. And I'll tell you what, Graham, you watch Schuster target the two and three from the Storm. Josh Schuster. Yeah. He can win it for Munley. Yeah. Yeah, and look, there's, it's definitely not a... Um, you know, you, I, would, I wouldn't necessarily say that Storm are givens there. And, and another game here, you guys mentioned, you know, Fox are laughing with the 6 o'clock time slot for the Panthers-Cowboys game on Friday. Uh, when the when the draw came out, they probably thought, oh, you know, this is a good opportunity to, you know, have the have the Panthers on. And, you know, the Cowboys, a lot of us tipping for the wooden spoon, it could be a bit of a dust-up. But this is a, this is a top-four clash, and it's a big game. Uh, out at Penrith, as we mentioned there, we they also have this coinciding um, with Royce Simmons uh, finishing his walk for, for charity. So uh, plenty plenty going on in Penrith on Friday night. No changes to the Panthers, as you'd imagine. Um, why would you why would you change a winning combination? Um, unfortunately for the Cowboys, I think they've got a couple of changes that um, have been forced. Kyle Felt. I think what we're hearing is he's out for six weeks. Uh, Taumalolo is also out with a knee injury. Uh, so the Hammers replacing uh, Felt on the wing. Hess is going to start at lock. Um, Granville coming into the onto the bench. Um, Tanoa Brown's also there as well. Um, These are your Panthers, Griffo. Um, they're flying high. They're doing well. I think this is one of those ones that Panthers fans like yourself, Griffo, will look at and say, "This is a this is a danger game. This could be a good test for Penrith." Definitely a danger game. Um, you mentioned felt out. I think they actually become stronger with the hammer on the wing. Um, Carl felt, you know, he's done a lot of good things for the Cowboys, but he can't do what the hammer can do. Um, and I've seen firsthand. Even when the Cowboys have been uh, pretty ordinary over the last few years, Hammers produced the magic at, uh, at, at Blue Bet Stadium. I don't want to see it on Friday. Um, big loss, Tamalolo, obviously. But these young Cowboys forwards, they got the job done. Apparently, it was 6 all when Tamalolo went off against the Storm, and then they blew him away without Tamalolo. They're going to have a lot of confidence. Um, Penrith is a side that will test them, though, because Penrith strangle opposition. And and that's, that's the challenge for the Cowboys, is to be able to do, to play their own game rather than just get strangled out of it like Penrith did to the Storm like they did to the Roosters. Um, I will tip Penrith. It's it's the same 17 that went round last week. It's a very settled, but uh, I do uh, I do respect the Cowboys greatly, particularly their ability to attack. The thing about the Cowboys is that they're the second best defensive side in the league. They've only conceded about. It's, it's single figures more than the Panthers. So that's the big area they've improved over compared to the last few years. So Penrith's not going to have it all their own way. Cowboys have got guns to fire. They go like, 
likes to drink water, the Hummer, Holmes, Nanai, the Bloom coming off the bench, but it's Panthers for me in a, in a reasonably tight one. But I think Penrith turned the screws. What do you reckon, China? Penrith. Penrith will win this. <laughs> um, yeah, they've, they've got too much class across the paddock. No Tom Alomo. I, I don't think it – I think it's going to be close. I, I think I think it's going to be a very good game to watch. I think it's going to be a close game. Um, but, yeah, Penrith at home with the personnel. Penrith, they've got it. Yeah, it's it's. I'm tipping Penrith. I think Penrith will win this. I'm not saying that the bubble's going to burst on the Cowboys. Um I think they'll have a good showing, but I think that uh, coming up against Penrith, um, it'll it'll show where they're at. I know they beat Melbourne, but it, you know there was some key personnel missing from Melbourne. Uh, if if Penrith are on, uh, the Cowboys are going to be have to be at their absolute best to even uh, get a look in in this one. So um, yeah, I, I'm tipping the Panthers also. <laughs> Okay, second game on uh, Friday night will be the all-Queensland affair between the Broncos and the Titans. Uh, this one's going to be at Suncorp Stadium, 7.55 p.m. kickoff. Uh, we talked about the Broncos and the great run they've been having. Um, no changes for them. Um, they're saying that Adam Reynolds isn't too far away, but uh, they're saying they've left him out as a precaution so uh, still still looking to see uh, when he'll come back. I have a feeling if they were playing the Panthers this week, he'd probably be playing, but they might fancy themselves against the Titans, who are down on a bit of form uh, this week in regard to their team. Kelly's replacing Sammy in the back line. Um, for feeder, I'd noticed he's also in the extended squad. He's probably uh, one player to keep an eye on. Um, because they'll be hoping that he returns soon um, from that knee injury. Titans lost five of their past six matches, Griffo, and they come up against a Brisbane team who have had plenty of positive things to talk about in this podcast already. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. <laughs> That's the Brisbane halfback, Ezra Mam. He's had huge wraps on him. Couple of mistakes in the first half. G was good in the second half. So yes, man. Looks a danger, man. Um, man or man? So danger, man. Yes. Danger, man. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's that's his nickname, Danger Man. Um, Broncos for mine. I just think they're going too well, even without Reynolds, and they showed last week that. They've still got the game. Um, I'm just so impressed with with their young talent. And a lot of that young talent is not an experience. Some of them have played a lot of games, uh, sort of came in, I guess, before their time. But they're reasonably experienced first graders now. Um, the the, the uh, Titans, my apologies, they're too inconsistent for my liking. Um, I, I tipped them to make the eight before the season started. They've, they've been a disappointment for mine. Um, they have, over the last few years, had a decent record against the Broncos. 
but most teams did in the last few years. It's a different Broncos outfit now. Uh, a team playing with confidence, a team that's going to have a lot of guys representing uh, both states. Uh, I just think that the Broncos just playing too well, and, and they've got points in them. The likes of Cobo, Farmworth, Stags, Oates, they're all in good form, that, that three-quarter line. Too good, the Broncos. I'll be tipping them. Shano, do you think the Broncos continue this run? Yep, Broncos win. Um, I just think that, like you said, Titans are too inconsistent. Next to South, they're the biggest disappointment for me, the Titans. They... Look, you know, they've got players that really do try. They're, they're just they're just a rudderless ship. And it, it's not going to be that, yeah, the Broncos will just do the simple things. They'll hold the ball. They'll go through their sets and, and they'll play some very good football and they'll win. Um, they don't have to do a lot here to beat the, the Titans. And and I think, I think the Broncos now have the mental steel to do that. They'll win. Very, and I, I actually think they'll win comfortably in the end. Yeah, I, I agree with you guys. I actually think that this is an opportunity, given the form of the Titans, for the the Broncos to really run away with one. So, um, yeah, this they they could rack up a score if they're if they're showing the form they have the last couple of weeks. All right, Saturday brings us to Redcliffe, where the Warriors will be hosting the Newcastle Knights. Um, has a bit of potential here, Shana, to be dubbed a certain game that oh, uh, yes, <laughs> we often refer to. I'll leave that with you. Um, uh, it, 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 it most definitely has the um, the tag <laughs> of the Portaloo <laughs> game of the week. Yeah, so uh, Harris DeVita back in 5-8 for the Warriors. Um, Fanua Blake, he's out. Um, Jester Vega's coming in at prop. Uh, they got Lusick starting this week uh, in at hooker. Uh, for the Knights, um, Tuala comes in for best. Uh, Brabham Best has had some unlucky runs with uh, injuries over the past couple of years. He dislocated his elbow, uh, so he, he'll be out for a little while there. Clifford's back after a three-week break. Uh, he's replacing Adam Clune at halfback. Uh, so we're looking at Milford and Clune in the halves. Um, obviously being off the air for a couple of weeks, we haven't had a chance to talk about uh, Anthony Milford being a knight. It was something that was on the cards for a very long time. Um, they'll be looking for him to make a big impact, Griffo, because uh, since, well, since, since about, you know, I think we, t- we talked about the turning point being the game against the Panthers for the Knights. Uh, that was about round three, I think. Uh, it's been uh, pretty ordinary from the, the Newcastle side. Yeah, it has. It has, but I think I'm going to tip them because I just can't tip the Warriors. Um, I thought Newcastle, uh, they were in that game last week. I mean, the Broncos ran away with it in the second half late. The Knights did have a few bad calls and won't revise that, but Mm. they were in that game. Um, Milford looked good, looked promising, carrying a bit of condition. Um, but he showed, you know, he's got a bit of class. Uh, I don't, I didn't read that Clue was actually injured. It just seems as though he's been dropped. Um, 
Yeah, that's how I took it, that they prefer Clifford yeah, now Clifford's that Clifford's been available. out for a while, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know how the Clifford-Milford combination's quite going to go. Um, Clune's your organiser. Uh, Milford's not an organising player. Maybe Clifford's uh, better at milking the obstruction. Well, <laughs> I think that's why he got dropped because he didn't get an obstruction. Uh, um, I just think, you know, I thought Newcastle showed some some signs in the first half. Anyway, this Warriors team, uh, I just, I just think, well, they're on eight points. There's a number of teams below them, but I don't think they're going to climb too high above eight points. They're two front rowers that were, you know, they're, they're go-forward men. We talked about it. Lodge and, and uh, Fanua Blake are gone. Um, I, I, I think they've got a number of guys in their back line who are similar to the Melbourne Storm. They're playing guys who I don't think are up to NRL standard. And uh, that's why I'm tipping the Knights. Yeah, yep. with no confidence. No. It's it's a tough game. Like Newcastle's progress at the moment is is well to use a Novacastrian term. It's 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 basically Hexham on on Boxing Day. It's you know it's it's you're going nowhere fast. Um, and um, the, the 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 Warriors are a shambles. Um, I'm picking the Knights only because I think they've probably got a little bit more class than the than the than the Warriors. They should win when you look at who's in the side, but the Warriors are a shambles. I I, I think you know I just think that they're they're struggling. Um, they had that good half a couple of weeks ago um, in the second half against South, um, but I, I I just think that they're they're down on troops. They're lacking form. They're lacking consistency. They're lacking uh, steel. Uh, uh, if Newcastle don't beat this side, um, they're they're in red hot trouble. Newcastle for me. Yeah, this one. Um, where's my coin? It's a bit like that, isn't it? Uh, well, the, I don't know. the queen's coming back. Let's, um, yeah, all right. Let's do it. In the chair, and she's let's... back. <laughs> Let's go. Um, all right, I, I, I can't find a coin. I'll do my phone again. If it lands face up, I'll go Warriors. It landed face down. Knights for me. I don't know this one. You just don't know what you're going to get from either team. I mean, yeah, going back, Shano, to that game against South, the Warriors were dreadful in the first half. Immediately, South were dreadful in the second half, but the Warriors were able to you know, put some points on the board. I don't know. I'll, I'll just go the Knights, just because that's what the... Yeah, I flipped a coin for this one, really. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, hopefully I've got a bit more to, to tell you guys about this next game, although I'm not really confident about this one, given the fact that I've watched the Rabbitohs very closely and um, they are down on form. They'll take on the Tigers uh, Saturday afternoon at McCaw Stadium, 5.30pm. This one will kick off. Uh, the news we briefly touched on in the uh, origin talk was the fact that Cameron Murray has been listed amongst the reserves. There are a lot of uh, rumblings that he may well be 
uh, a late inclusion in this game. Not sure what role he will play. But one player who has been out for a very long time and is a Carpool Rugby League favourite, Griffo, uh, he is back, Mark Nichols. Smashing, baby. Yes, he'll play his first game since round four after recovering from his ankle injury. Um, Heme Sele promoted to the starting side. Uh, Trent Peoples dropping out uh, after... He was horrible. He was yeah, horrible. He did was not... He? He did not have a good game the other day. He uh, he really struggled. Um, two not massive inc- anymore. No, not part of the people's team. No, um, big inclusions for the Tigers. Dane Laurie, he's back at fullback. He missed four games with his knee injury. Luke Brooks also back at five eight. Um, yeah, it's um, a few big players. Um, Back for them. That would mean Stafford Toa is going to be in the centres. Uh, Peachy and Madden out. A um, couple of big returns. If Murray plays, that's a big return for South Sydney too. Um, we're not quite sure what's going to happen there, Griffo. But um, look, I, I, I know I'm talking from South Sydney's point of view here because I, you know, there's no secret I am a South Sydney fan. They've got a lot of work to do if they're going to be anywhere near contending for this title, given the fact they were grand finalists last year. They're, they've been very poor in recent weeks. Yeah, this is, for me, a hard game to tip. Um, uh, South Sydney should be the team that I tip because they're South Sydney Rabbitohs who've been, you know, one of the top sides in the NRL for a number of years. And the other team has been at the end of uh, the other end of, of the NRL for, for, for quite a few years. But the other team, the West Tigers, beat the Rabbit Tools a matter of, was it only about four weeks ago, five yeah. weeks ago, maybe? Yeah, I think it, it would have been because I think it might have been yeah. the game where Laurie injured himself. So it was uh, okay. round seven, I um, think it was. South. They're missing still the two of their three best players um, with Latrell not there. And they just really are not the same team without Latrell. Um, as any team, New South Wales included, is not as strong without Latrell Mitchell. And, I mean, I know Murray's listed. I don't want to see him play because I don't want him potentially miss out on the blue spot. But that's that's me. If I'm a South supporter, I want him playing because um, they need him. Uh, the problem for South, well, there's been a few, but I think one of the main ones is Cody Walker, mm-hmm. just not firing. Um, he is he's at his best. He's probably, you know, in the top five players in the NRL. But he's just one of these guys that the difference between his best and his worst game is, well, it's a chasm, really. Um, at the moment, he's, he's sort of down near the bottom of the chasm. Um, I don't know why, but I'm probably, uh, oh, gosh, I don't know who I'm going to tip here. Um, you want to flip that? <laughs> That oh. phone again, Graham. But no, I, 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 I'll, I'll tell you what, mate. 
for our listeners, Graham is actually when he says he's flipping, I'm, I'm flipping it. He's actually doing it. I can see it on screen. I was I was um, gonna say I was gonna say face up tigers, face down tigers. The way I've been feeling yeah. about the Rabbitohs. Um, <laughs> I always have trouble tipping the Tigers unless they're playing the Bulldogs. Um, I'm gonna go out on a limb. I'm gonna tip the Tigers, um, but with you know I don't really expect they're gonna win. For mine, they've got a guy in number four who should not play in the centres because he's not a good centre. Um, because of his defense, he's a he's a pretty good winger. He's a good ball runner, Brent Aiden, who they signed from the Dogs. Yeah. Souths need to target him, and if they do, it's it's a key to victory for him. But uh, I just like what what Hastings has been doing. So I'm gonna, uh, and I mean, oh, I'm gonna, sh- gonna shoot myself in the foot here, but I'm gonna I'm gonna tip the Tigers. Not the silliest thing we've probably heard on the podcast, Shano. Um, no. Where do you start? Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, look, yeah. South Sydney are at the point where they've got people coming in for injured players that just—they're just not as good as the position as the people that they're replacing. I agree with Griffo and Cody Walker. Interestingly, uh, when South had that half against the Warriors, Cody Walker was outstanding. He was brilliant. Like he was—he was in everything. And um, it, it, it's like it's like Cody Walker's got ten minutes to get some confidence, and if he gets it, he's in it. If he doesn't get it, he's out. Um, the fact that the fact that Cameron Murray is a possibility of playing this game really um, it, it really makes me think that 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 they're half a chance, South Sydney. If 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 Murray doesn't play, I'd think the Tigers will win this. Um, Sele is in at lock. I think he's just there because um, I, I would like to see Liam Knight drop off. I thought Liam Knight was absolutely abysmal last week. He, he had no go forward whatsoever in attack. He dropped the ball two or three times and then missed three or four tackles at the same time. Um, he, you know, he, South Sydney are a team that's just struggling for confidence. They've got, they've got the nucleus of some of a team that can play all right. If everything goes their way at this point in time, um, they'll need Murray back. Um, it appears that, you know, I know that Mitchell's over in America with his rehab at the moment, um, doing some whiz bang, um, Thing. I don't know. Rehab. Nothing rehab. So yeah, I've got a little with 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 the thought that Cam Murray's back. I've got South Sydney, but if he doesn't play, that changes. Oh yeah, I, I, I'm a bit with you. I reckon a lot of people might be hinging on um, whether he plays or not. And I know you know he, he'll probably be in the in the squad when they announce it 24 hours from kickoff. I think there'll be a lot of eyes on this team. An hour before kickoff, and even if he is named, I'm not sure how much involvement he has. If he plays, um, that that'll be what tips it into South Sydney's um, favour. Because other than that, it's very hard to split these teams based on their form at the moment. I'm gonna go out on a limb, and you know this might be a bit of wishful thinking. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna say that Murray's good to go, and if Murray plays, I think he'll be the difference, and that's why 
um, old tips house. Right, so Saturday night, the uh, 7.30 p.m. kickoff, uh, got the Sharks hosting uh, the Roosters. Uh, this is, I reckon this has the potential to be an absolute belter of a game, fellas. It's one that I'm really looking forward to. Uh, Will Kennedy returns from suspension at fullback. Um, so Lachlan Miller, he's uh, the 18th man. He was the talk of the town. Um in the Shire last week, had a really great game on his debut, and I think he's a name that we'll definitely uh, keep an eye on in the future. But with uh, Will Kennedy back, as you'd imagine, he's in the um, in the number one jersey. Uh, they've named Talakai, even though he uh, picked up an ankle injury, so uh, maybe keep an eye on that space. Um, Tupanua back for the Roosters. Um... That's pretty much the only change that uh, I can um, see there for for East after their loss to Penrith last week. Um, it should be it should be a good clash. We've still got the Sharks, Griffo. Um, you know, obviously there was a lot of talk about them uh, in the first few weeks. They're still sitting in fourth spate, fourth place, and uh, given the fact that the Roosters have lost a few games. Uh, they'll want to win this one to uh, to keep their record uh, on the positive side. Yeah, they need to. They need to win the Roosters. They need to win more than the Sharks do. Um, a couple of things out last week's game, I thought that hit of Suwali on Billy Army kick yeah. was absolutely stunning. <laughs> that was great. We talked about some of the young talent coming through for the Maroons. Well, I think... Uh, Obviously not Suwali for Origin this year, but if he can continue to do what he's doing, um, he's got to be in the frame, I think, next year. Uh, he needs more more games under his belt, but obviously he's, he's a guy that uh, has had a lot of publicity, but he's starting to live up to the hype now. Um, the other guy who impressed me off the bench last week impressed me but saddened me was uh, Terrell May, uh, who's obviously uh, Penrith Jr., brother of Ty- of uh, Taylor May, and and uh, and the other older one, Tyrone, who's over with the cattle and dragons now. But I thought Terrell May was very good. Uh, he's a back rower. He's a big boy, bigger than uh, you know, bigger frame than than, than his brothers. Um, but he was good, and he kept his spot in the seventeen. Um, I want to tip the Roosters because I, I, I just think they can't keep playing poorly. But I don't know if I'm going to tip the Roosters. Uh, Sharks, they're still missing some key players up front. I think they're, they're missing uh, Hamlin Ueli, but he's going to be out for a long time. Um, uh, they are missing still rain in uh, through suspension, but Contrace is a really good player who's who's in his spot at the moment. Um, it's a game, really. Again, it's uh, it's a fifty-fifty. I think at Shark Park or whatever it's called these days, I think I might have to tip the Sharks so at home. Shano. Yeah, I, I've got the Sharks in this one. I I know that they're. I know that they don't have a full complement of players, 
Um, but that Sharp Park and looking at what they're doing, looking at where they're at, um, it's a big, big game for Fitzgibbon. So, you know, like looking at it, you know, he's he's going to have them fired up. I, I think the Sharks this year are a totally different side. They're a far more mature side than what they have been in the past. I just think that they're these are the games. I'm picking the Sharks for no other reason than if they want to be a force to be reckoned with this year, these are the games they're going to have to win. And I think they might win this one. So I've got the Sharks. Yeah, this is a tough one, isn't it? Um, Still missing Dale Finucan too yeah, 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 last yeah. week. But. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go... Look, I'm, I know this isn't much of a reason. I'm going to go the Roosters because they should be desperate to win this. Looking at where they're sitting in the on the ladder, um, they're in seventh spot... You know they that they, they by their standards they just I just think the motivation has to be there this week. Uh, this has to be the turnaround for them. I'm just going to go purely on motivation and desperation and think that the the Roosters have no other choice but to choose this week to get their season back on track. Just before we move on, Graham, mm. we all well I certainly thought I think at least one of you boys thought Roosters were going to be minor premiers as well. I, I had them. I think we all had mm. them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, they were, they were, they were are they just not as good as they used to be? Um, I I actually thought that they would step up a gear. I almost feel like the rest <coughs> of the competition um, has moved up, and there's a couple of teams that haven't haven't uh, moved with them. Like you know, you look at you know, you know what I'm going to say, and 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 people people came me for this for the last few years. I've often said that where the roosters really fall down is we think on paper they've got this massive impressive forward pack and when i look through the statistics every year what helps the roosters is the fact that by the third tackle their back three make 30 to 45 meters i think it's a combination of the forwards having to do more work and 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 that has had a massive impact they still haven't adapted to the whole six again, giving away penalties. Like the biggest problem for the Roosters is this year is that there's no six again within the opposition 40. So what's happening is, is what would have been six again last year is now a penalty and they're piggybacking sides out of, the, out of their own end. And I, I think that's a bit of that as well. I, I think they're not, I think half the problem is, is they're piggybacking sides out of their own end. And then when they're in attack, they're not, their forwards aren't getting to the point where they're giving the halves an opportunity to present attacking raid. So Kiri's either, Kiri Walker, they're either trying to orchestrate something 40 out or they're putting kicks in. And it's, I, I, I think, that, I think they just haven't adapted well. To, to, to a whole raft of changes. And, 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 and what I've always thought was that their Ford pack really does struggle to make meters. Individuals can do it, but the Ford pack as a whole, if you look over year after year, they, they're actually not that great at making meters. Their backs are, their back three are brilliant at it, but that's not happening this year. Um, 
teams have worked them out. They're finding the grass. They're, they're forcing, they're not kicking to Teddy. They're trying to kick to the wingers. They're forcing the wingers to bring it forward. Um, and I think that, I think that also Manu's just, just not getting early ball because of that. And it's, their inability to get their forward pack up to a up to a position where their halves can attack has really stifled their has really stifled them and and they're just they give away a penalty all the time you know where it was six again last year they could absorb the pressure now it's a penalty and they're in trouble anyway that's what i think yeah i mean but yeah they've got to turn around but the other thing i will will say just before we move on um they always seem to build and peak at the right time of year. Even when they don't win premierships, uh, that's right. They, that's they right. usually yeah, form at the back end of very the year. True. So I'm still yeah, giving them a chance yeah. to build. And yeah, very true. They really so. want to be in the top four. Hmm. You really want to be in the top four if you're going to win the comp. Yeah, yeah. very hard to win it from the bottom half. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they can make the top four if they keep playing like they're playing. Uh, well, they won't, actually. They yeah. won't if they keep playing that way. Anyway, we'll, we'll see how they go this week against the Sharks. Big test for them. Sharks um, have been playing some great football this year. Um, yeah, <laughs> we probably move on to a couple of teams that are... Well, you know, the Dragons are still... They're in contention for the eight. The Bulldogs, they're going to have to really do a lot wow. to get into contention. They're, they're at the bottom of the table. They will um, play at Belmore on uh, Sunday, 2 p.m. They'll host the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Uh in this game here, Adokart is back. He was out last week, so that's probably the biggest news for them. Um, Corey Riddell also returning. Um, for the Dragons, McCulloch back early from a thumb injury. Um, Cody Ramsey looks as though he's um, he's a lock for this uh, number one jersey at the moment, uh, finding himself playing fullback again this week. Um, Griffo, we, you know, there was a bit of a groan there when we talked about the Bulldogs. They have become, um, look, really the disappointment. Uh, we haven't really, um, had a, had an opportunity either to talk about the fact that, um, they've got, uh, a new coach, uh, interim coach at the moment with, um, Trent Barrett. I think the official, uh, official word was that he resigned, um, but yeah, it's just, it just hasn't been a good year for the Bulldogs, especially considering there was a lot of promise at the start of the year, given their changes to their roster. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. They were expected to do better. Um, Sorry, mate. Quick two minutes. That was that's quick. Okay. Sorry, mate. Yeah, that's all right. Um, just practicing but, my guitar. I'm, I'm obviously, I'm tipping the dragons, uh, this team of Bulldogs has quality players. But every one of those players who've come in from another club are not going as well when they put blue and white on as what they were from their previous club. Or well, certainly not with the same consistency. Um I can't. I find it hard to tip them at all, the Bulldogs. Uh, so I'm, by default, really, I'm tipping the Dragons. Uh, on paper, they're not that much different, I don't think. But uh, you know, one team is, is just struggling. 
and I've got to tip the Dragons for that reason. The Dragons, uh, they, they're coming off a win against the Warriors. Uh, they went down, I think, the week before. It was a golden point loss to the Titans, which I was disappointed about because I tipped the Dragons. But um, I just, yeah, I think Dragons win here. Ben Hunt gets it home. He's the best player on the field. Yeah. Is it is it one of those things, Shana, where it's more of a case of the fact that the dogs are poor more so than finding a reason why the Dragons can win? Uh no, I agree with Griff. I think I think it comes down to who's the best player on the field, who's who's the best player, not necessarily best, who can orchestrate something, who's the best person at orchestrating something, and that's Ben Hunt. That's why I'm choosing the the hmm. Dragons. I just think that they've got they've got a they've got a person who can win them the game. I just don't know who in 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 the Bulldogs can win them the game. I know I know a lot's been made of Michael Potter and what he said. You know, he apparently. He had a big um, truth session with with the dogs. Basically, said, "Look, have a good hard look at yourselves. Who's performing? Who's not?" I, I think I think that's just probably come out of the fact that you know he's an interim coach who's been given a brief, and part of that brief is to put the boot in um, to get them to wake up. But there's no game winners on that side like there is on the dragons, and that's why I've got the dragons winning this one. Yeah, and it's it's a real shame, I suppose, that we're talking about the fact that we can't find anyone, like, you know, those game breakers you talk about, Shane, especially, you know, when you've got a Matt Burton in the side, you've got a Matt Dufty, and these players, you know, even a Matt Dufty back when he was at the Dragons um, had so much promise. Matt Burton, I mean, if he's still at Penrith, he's playing Origin this year. I know that's a that's big right. game. That's a good but, you point, know, that's that's just basically how I feel about Matt Burton and how he was going in the Panthers. Um, it's it's just not clicking for the Bulldogs. You you can't tip them. You just cannot tip a team that's been playing the way the Bulldogs have. So yeah, for me, it's a it's a by default. The the Dragons get my tip purely because they're they're playing the um the Bulldogs this week. Okay, final game of the round, fellas. We've got the Canberra Raiders coming off a win against the Rabbitohs, taking on the Parramatta Eels, who um, they're also coming off a win, uh, albeit a narrow one uh, that was against the, the Manly Seagulls. Uh, Raiders are really looking to push their uh, top eight credentials now, and um, they're, they're, they're back in touch with the top eight. Uh, equal points with the team coming eighth, sitting in ninth. The Eels um, sitting in sixth spot at the moment, and... Um, Still with goals, you'd imagine, to be a top-four side. Jared Croker suffered a dislocated shoulder. Sent to scans to sent for scans to see if surgery is going to be required. So, as you'd imagine, um, yeah, he's he's going to be out for a while after making a comeback. Um, he's Fogarty, listed there, Graham. Yeah, that's that's what they're, they're saying that the um the the injury happened. Uh, from I what heard. I'm hearing, was it training? Was it I heard, on Tuesday? I heard yeah, I heard. Oh, this week. Yeah. Buggered. I heard. Because he, he, he injured, he injured himself. He injured himself during the game. But what we're actually um, hearing is that I he's heard. dislocated his shoulder on Tuesday. Yeah. I heard so, that that's, that's basically, and because he was named in the Tuesday sheet, yeah. they're just waiting for the next round, which is the was it the forty eight hours before the game. So I think yeah, apparently he's, 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 and he's he did, done. He did go off. 
he did go off with that with that bad shoulder injury in the game, but I did read a report to say that apparently yeah, no, he's what I s- read was that on Tuesday was the dislocation. So I thought, oh, maybe he got through that and then he's done it I, again. I heard, Either that or the report was wrong and they meant to report no, from the I game because he looked pretty crook coming. I, don't I know. heard that he's uh, done. Yeah. I heard he won't play. I heard he's oh. been named, but the 48-hour team, he'll be admitted from that Because it was round nine he did that shoulder injury. It wasn't last week. It was the week before. And I think he was supposed to come back from that shoulder injury because he did miss the game last week. And then, yeah, it must have been a training thing because, yeah, the report we're getting is injury happened on Tuesday. So, anyway, we know that Fogarty's going to play his first game of the season. He's back from a knee injury. Um, Nickel Klockstad is going to be out with a hamstring injury. He went off uh, early last week. So, Xavier Savage, as you'd imagine, playing fullback. Um, for the Eels, uh, Wonga Blake makes his comeback from a knee injury on the wing. So, that means that... Um, Hayes Perham's going to drop out. Mika Sivo uh, played reserve grade last week. And uh, from all reports, he came through unscathed. So, um, look, he's listed amongst the reserves. Whether or not they decide to play him this week or not will be interesting to see. I think they um, I think they might have to buy next week. So they might be looking at this saying, well, look, we can give him an extra couple of weeks and uh, ease him back into it. Interesting matchup here, uh, Griffo. I think a lot of people will give the Raiders a bit more credit after their win last week. And the fact that this one is in Canberra, it's uh, traditionally a bit of a tough road trip. Uh, and um, some may describe Parramatta this year as, as being a bit up and down, but we know they've had some big scalps, uh, one of them being the Panthers. Yeah, um... I'd almost, well, I had really written off the Raiders for, for 2022 three weeks ago. Um, since that time, they've won three in a row and they're right back in it. Um, and they're, they're looking like a team that what we expect of the Raiders. Uh, this team made the grand final about three years ago. And we're unlucky, some would say, to, to lose that game, the Roosters. They then the next year went to the prelim final. and Unfortunately, they got smashed by the storm. So they plummeted last year. And they, they're pretty ordinary for most of this year, but they've sort of rediscovered themselves. And um, they're going to really threaten para. Uh if they can knock off, they're like, they're going to see Parra as one of the heavyweights. And I think they're going to be right up for this game. And it's at home. Uh, you know, they'll they'll run out to a chilly Sunday afternoon with probably, you know, 15,000 uh, Raiders fans doing the Viking clap. Uh, probably even slightly better than what the Panthers supporters can do the Viking clap because the Raiders have had more practice. Para, they got away with last week's game. Um, at their best, as we know, Para can beat anyone, but they are not always at their best. Um, I'm going to stick with Para because I just think they're a better team. But if the Raiders play to the best of their ability, they will win this game. So Para's got to be on their game. Um, 
it really does shape as, as a good one. This, this weekend's got quite a few really good games um, shaping up that way anyway. Uh, not quite, mm. you know, Last week didn't look to be too many out now. Wow, I'm looking forward to that game. But there's probably three really good games this week. Um, this is one of them, but I'm sticking with the Eels. Shane. Yeah, I've got the Eels in this one, Griff. I, I think that... Um... You know, the, the, the Raiders won last week. Um, played, they played an ordinary side uh, in South Sydney. I think the Raiders I think the Raiders are doing some really good things. Uh, they're doing some little things really well. And um, that, that's been a criticism of the Raiders of, of recent time. Parramatta are just... They're, they're starting to play on another level. They're just starting to climb up there. They're starting to, you know where Parramatta would look for ways to lose, they're now finding ways to win. Um, I think with Origin coming up, this is a big week for them. They would have spoken about this week. They would have spoken about how important it is to win this week, win away and win well. I've got Parramatta winning this game. Yeah, I'm tipping Parramatta as well. But, you know, as as you guys said... um... Well, this is going to be, you know, a lot closer than we think. I actually thought that the Raiders were good last week, and you've got to give them a lot of credit for uh, the way they played and the way they blew South Sydney off the park and really didn't let them in that game. Uh, being in Canberra, too, I think is going to make it a tough road trip for the Eels. I just think, though, the Eels, for me, they're still they're still that that possible top-four team. Um, and and really, there's some, some quality in this team where even though we said they they got a bit lucky and it was last minute last week when they got the win, they're that team that's getting those wins this year. Um, whereas in previous years, you know, the Parramatta sides might be the ones that are getting done at the end. They're the ones that are losing those games. I think they've got a bit more steel and a bit more resolve. I think if this one gets into an arm wrestle, uh, you really want to be on the Eels' side. So I, I think it's going to be close. And for that reason, I think the Eels... Um, would have a better opportunity and um, yeah, more likely to win uh, should it be a nice tight one. All right, fellas. Well, that's us just about done. That's our Indigenous round previewed. Obviously, there's plenty to look forward to this week. Um, plenty of games, I think, that are going to split the tipsters. It's all going to kick off tomorrow night with the Storm and the Seagulls, as we said um the news breaking tonight is that Harry Grant is out for the storm. That could affect the tips, but uh, plenty to look forward to this week. Really, really, um, really excited about this week's footy because even though you might have some games that aren't with the you know between the tippy top teams, um, I think they're all going to be fairly close. There's no yeah super be obvious good. shellackings on hand this week. I wouldn't Sh- imagine. Should be good. Definitely uh, be tuning in tomorrow night for the storm v Manly. Yes, and you know it's one big of those grudge ones. match. Yeah, big grudge it's match. been a grudge match over the years. Um, it's going to be tight. Both teams missing key players, but mm. uh, I still haven't uh, decided which way I'm going on this one. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I've already seen the. Uh, I saw earlier tonight the uh, the preview, the Channel Nine preview, and they're showing the. Uh, you know, what they call it? Was it the Battle of Brookvale? Battle of Brookvale, yeah. They, the they run that out they run. <laughs> Actually, I had to laugh. Glenn Stewart. 
I'm thinking to myself, the NRL's probably looking at this going, thanks, Channel 9. That's really how we want to promote the game. <laughs> you know, 6 yeah. o'clock at night with all the... <laughs> oh, oh, they'll anyway, still be doing it in 20 it. years' time. Yeah, I know. But anyway, look, it, um, it promotes the game. We've got a big weekend ahead. Um, yeah, I suppose I'd rather they be promoting the Indigenous round side of things, but uh, there's going to be plenty to do with that uh, this weekend. I'm really looking forward to see how the clubs get involved with that. And as always, um, we wish you and your team luck. See you later, everyone. Thank you, listeners. Have a good week. Enjoy the footy. Hope your team wins, unless you go for the Tigers. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.